Other podcasts sound like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, God, it's scraping my mind. Wear sweet music to your ears. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. TMA's Studios. It's what you want. This is Hunter Young, and you're listening to SWN Stoball Wrestling Network. Live from TMB Studios, you are now locked on to the Stoball Wrestling Network. Now, here is the host, the one, the only, Caleb Stoball! What's up, everyone? It's me, Caleb Stoball, here, back with another edition of of the Stovall Wrestling Network exclusively right here on TMB Studios. And remember as well, you can also catch me on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Radio. Big things happening here at the Stovall Wrestling Network. Remember, you can also get some merch from us as well. You got the TMB Studios shop just launched. Uh, the other week, and it has been amazing, and uh, I can't wait to uh, see who all wants a shirt and who will be representing the show. And speaking of representing the show, we got to bring the head representative of himself. It is the man, the myth, the God, I don't know what he is. He is Chris Mother Effin Dickens. Chris, what's going on, my what's man? What's going on, SWN Fan Nation? We're back. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What? Did you interrupt my stick? What the fuck are you wearing right now? A shirt? Yeah. Uh, not just any shirt. Okay, I'm wearing a ref shirt. Yes, you're wearing a ref okay. shirt. I've, I've got to call it right down the middle of this this freaking podcast sometimes things get out of control oh dear god i mean seriously. i'm aiming for antron brewer's job okay wow i want to be the one following our truth around he will kick your ass he probably will but that's beside the point he will kick your ass you dream know, big or you know go who home else will kick your ass chris wiggins probably dream he'll, big or go he'll, home he'll kick your ass and daniel main will probably book it he probably will. He probably well, Chris, well, no, don't even try it because you can't hit it right. I, I, I'm surprised nobody has like messaged me after last week's episode talking about. Well, Chris, you know, you, you really didn't hit that impersonation of me very well. Because you see, I, I get a lot angrier than that. Yes. And I really get like this high pitched voice when I'm really pissed off. And <laughs> you didn't do it any justice, Dickens. You did do it right. So I'm gonna book you in a match. You look like Mick Foley, like fell off. Bang bang! Of a, like you're, <laughs> Mick Foley you're fell off a bus and roll defi- over into dirt. And yeah, you're definitely fatter. So I fuck can off. That. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna book saying. you in a match. It's called. It, it, we've had mud wrestling matches in the past and stuff like that in <laughs> WWE. Uh, we're gonna do the jelly cream donut match because oh. Stovall said you're fat. Oh God! It's gonna be you versus I don't know who's a fat guy that we know. Are you legit asking? <laughs> yeah, I'm legit asking. <laughs> I could tell if you were legit. Asking Wouldn't book it against the Dream Girl Ellie. That'd be too good for me. Um. So it ain't I would that not one. subject that girl to no, that kind of torture. Sad thing is, I wouldn't either. 
I but would, at the same time, it would probably be like she'd walk out there, she'd be standing in the middle of a pool of jelly. How about donuts. Bertha Bay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Or or or, or what, what was the one in TNA? Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> Rosa. Oh god! No, no. In my luck, I'd be sitting out there in the middle of like this big fucking pool filled with jelly cream donut filling and waiting, and all of a sudden I hear um, awesome Kong's music hit, and <laughs> <laughs> you hear Daniel on the commentator. And now Chris Dickens is really in for it now as Awesome Kong comes down to the middle of the, the jelly-filled pool ready to slam him like, oh, whatever. What a maneuver! I don't even know what to say to any of that right now. What oh, my God! <laughs> that's, more, that's more like what I was kind of thinking of was... Crap fight! <laughs> no, we'll get into that. Uh, later on, but enough about uh, Chris's weird fantasies uh, on this show. Yeah. Let's stop wasting everyone's yes. time. Let's get into it. It's the Stovall Wrestling Network, and that means it's time to talk about... That's right, so wrestling, and we've got... And if you want to talk about how, bo- how big wrestling is getting, how booming wrestling is right now you need to look at pretty much you know this just happened last night mm-hmm. but this is pretty much going on as as we are recording and everything like that but you've got three no i'm sorry four major wrestling pay-per-view events going on this weekend you've got fight for the fallen yep. obviously with the AEW and all of the momentum that they've got going Good on God, right now. Do they have some momentum behind yes, them right now? Yes, they do. And then you've got Evolve. The 10th anniversary show is going to be live on the WWE network. That is going to be amazing. You've got the the G1 Supercard or no, I'm sorry, not the G1 Supercard. The G1 uh Climax, yeah, G1 in, Climax. Uh, in New Japan. And it's the B Block that's going on Friday night. Wow. And then you've got on Sunday, you've got Extreme, Extreme Rules from WWE. So How fucking crazy. That is, is that? pretty crazy. And We, we just, didn't even see that in the Monday Night Wars. No. And it's crazy because you never had any pay-per-views overlap the other one during the Monday Night Wars. No. You've got a Friday event, two With Saturday With the exception events. of Clash of the Champions in WrestleMania. Oh, true. But... You've got a Friday event in the G1 Climax. Uh, you've got, that was before the Monday Night yeah, Wars. <laughs> you've got two Saturday events taking place simultaneously yes. at the same time. That's unheard of. That's unprecedented. And and then Sunday, you've got Extreme Rules. It's just it's blowing it's my mind. Blowing. It's mind-blowing. It's awesome. It's something that like we've never seen from wrestling before. No. And uh, it just goes to show you where wrestling is right now. This is just so, it's so awesome. And what a time to be a wrestling fan. What a time to be a worker in this business. Yep. What a time to be just anything professional wrestling. And uh, it, it, it's going to be awesome. Let's, of course, let's talk about Fight for the Fallen. That's going to happen. Of course, it's Rhodes versus Bucks. The Cody Rhodes, who you've been watching a lot of lately. You've been <laughs> I uh, me. yeah, and, and this is funny. And I'm sorry, I bumped the and table then there. And it's also his brother Dustin Rhodes. I'm yes. like, cut you off for this, Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> 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 sorry, 
But Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes, the Rhodes Brothers versus what they consider the best tag team in the world, the Young Bucks. That's debatable. But, yes, that's going to be an awesome match. Now I'll let you go okay. on. Okay. But, yeah, I have been Fucking watching. Motherfucker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just Jesus, are, are you sure you and Russo aren't related? You don't you dare. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't you dare. Keep it quiet. I just can't let do it. Don't. Yeah, fight. not tonight. Not tonight. I, not tonight. Nope. Nope. Not, not tonight. Yet. Not tonight. But you I, say that. <laughs> I say that. Yeah, but somehow, some way, I got a feeling. It's like in the bottom of my gut. It's like before you take the Pepto Bismol and it hits your stomach, and you got that feeling of you're gonna. It, the shit's gonna hit the fan. That's what I get right now. But enough um, about what you had for last night's dinner. Okay. Uh, Big Mac. Uh, <laughs> okay. But anyway, yes, I have been watching a lot. No, you're not fat at all. Wow. <laughs> We're talking about pro wrestling, not my obesity here. Okay. If no, I really wanted to my... talk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, you get that test WN's merchandise while it lasts because it will be pulled real soon, just like Chris Benoit. Oh, <laughs> now you just went. God, I forgot. Everyone's gonna kill you. Yeah, they're gonna kill me. Uh, well, wait yeah. a minute. What else is new? <laughs> but anyway, back to back to what's going on with Fight for the Fallen. Yes. I have been I have been watching a lot of Cody Rhodes's career as of late, um, and. and you know, I watched him in WWE as he was going through all those changes, dashing Cody Rhodes, undashing Cody Rhodes. Um, you know, his time with uh, Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, yes. You know, and then I decided. Hardcore Holly. Yeah, I decided to go ahead and um, look and see what it was like leading up to AEW. And, uh, you know, I watched his career through Impact when he made his debut, him and Brandy. With, uh, well, that wasn't hard to do because it didn't last very long. No, it didn't last <laughs> very long. And then his Ring of Honor career. Now, that um, one. That one was really something. Um, I bet. I rewatched All In where he won the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Yes, I cried. Uh, well, you can, didn't. You cannot moment. watch that. And not cry. I don't care how many times you watch it. I didn't understand, though, why that match wasn't main event. No, I don't... I thought that that match had the most hype around it. It did, but yeah, we're not the bookers, so... Uh, no, we you... were and I mean, you know, they almost didn't get the matches yeah. on all time, so... Yeah, so... But I watched that, and then I, I transitioned watching uh, is, is Time in New Japan, um... And then I transitioned back to watching AEW. And what did you think of his stuff at Ring of Honor? I loved everything about him in Ring of Honor. Did you think that Ring of Honor never took advantage of the momentum that they had with those guys? Honestly, I don't. Just looking at it, you know, with, with, with Kenny and the Young Bucks and Cody, they had the opportunity. I don't think they fully understood what they had. I don't um, think anybody did. I don't at the think time. anybody did. Uh, uh, and 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 this is funny because and we, I don't think that, I don't I don't necessarily think that's Ring of Honor's fault. No. to be quite honest, I I just think people didn't realize how big it was. At yeah, the time. exactly. And it took it took something like All In to show them. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh shit! We've got a superstar. We got these superstars on our hands. Yes. who can make the business bigger than what it is. And needs they to be. haven't had and, that and, national and, TV. And here's exposure. the funny. Here's the funny thing about it is uh, we were watching. 
uh, right before the show, uh, right before we started recording the show, uh, we were watching the uh, Road to Fight to the Fallen, right? Uh, episode one, and I've got to go through. He's got to so go I'll... through them. We're going to talk about you know the the buildups and everything. Uh, he'll be watching that, and then we'll talk about Fight for the Fallen next week, of course. Um, but one of the things that was said on I've that, actually been watching a lot of ECW lately, which we'll get yeah. into. But oh yeah, but I one of the thing it. one of the things that was said that we heard was that uh, you know the guy who's uh, who's working with Tony Khan. He said that Tony Khan had this idea for AEW for almost three years, going on four years. And it just took the leap of faith. He's the one that had the envisionment, and Cody, the Bucks, and Kenny were the ones that showcased, yes, this can happen. Well, (coughs) and here's the thing about Tony Khan, is he has made it no secret that while, yes, he's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and stuff like that, he has always wanted to get into the wrestling business. Yes. He has always wanted to have his own promotion. He just, he knew that timing. He knew about timing. And, he, you know, he needed the right kind of people behind it. If anything, you know, I'm very surprised that he didn't try to, and which who's to say he didn't do this. I'm wondering if he ever tried to make an offer to like ROH to be like, hey, I'll buy you out of the Sinclair contract, and you'll just be mine. Well, well, here's the thing: is I don't think he necessarily wanted to infringe on anybody else's intellectual property. And maybe he, I think he wanted to create right. his own. I think he wanted to do his own thing. And and a lot of what's going on right now with Fight for the Fallen, right? Um, you know, it's got the con fingerprint all over. <coughs> it. I mean, just look at it. They they're in Jacksonville, right? And there's a, and the building they're in. Was actually built by Tony Khan's father. Yes. Designed and built by his dad. Yes. Um. So everything that's going on with AEW has the Khan fingerprint on it. Yes. But what's going on inside the ring and everything has the Elite's fingerprint on it as well. Yeah, it, it does. Now here's because recently the Young Bucks just got interviewed, right? Mm-hmm. They they got interviewed. I think it's that Chris Van um Pel- is it Van Pellet or I, Van? I, I think it's Van, well, who knows. I, well, here's well, the thing. We, we, He's we really know, good. Yeah. He's really good, actually, and and he gets a lot of good stuff. And he's been at all of the post things for um for AEW and yeah. stuff like that. So I mean, he's actually really good. The thing is, is he interviewed the Young Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And he asked them, you know, this whole thing about the competition with WWE thing, which everyone is obsessed with, obviously. Yeah, of course. And which is not a bad thing because no. again it just makes for better stuff. But here's the thing: he asked him about the competition, and he said, "Oh yeah, they hate us." But he said, "He said not just them though. He said everyone hates us though right now." He's like New Japan, ROH, MLW, all of them hate us because what did we do? We're interrupting everything. We're disrupting everyone's plans. We're disrupting, you know. They're causing like, they're they're causing a rift in the wrestling business that hasn't been there in years. It is, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, because and, here's the thing: if everyone, and I get that you need to you need to have collaborations to help each other out. You mm-hmm. need to have all of this stuff. But if everyone's working with each other and everything like that, how can anyone stand out? Exactly. And and here's the thing: is um, I actually caught uh, an interview on YouTube that a shareholder did with Stephanie McMahon. And even asked her about AEW and what it means to WWE business. 
her exact words actually kind of shocked me, and I'm not sure if it's just like you know the PR part of it. Uh, but she said that it's good for competition. It, it it helps us to stand up and and take a look at what we're doing and try to better our product. Well, they really do need to do that. I agree and, with I that. Mean, I and 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 I agree with with that kind of stuff. But I do agree that a lot of those other companies do have some resentment to AEW right now. Like I'm pretty sure ROH has a lot of resentment yeah, because, because ROH, you know, and <clears throat> I didn't mean to cut you off, ahead, but ROH, you know, cuz I saw them in Atlanta yeah. and stuff like that. And then they just had the Madison Square Garden you know, and they sold that out when people, you know, knew that Cody and the Young Bucks weren't going to be there. Yeah. So, you know, it's like it's like ROH probably has like these plans that they want to go to bigger arenas or, or, or they want to do bigger things and everything. I don't know what ROH's plans are. No one knows what any company's plans are. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, with another company like this and the fact of that they've had only two shows, and both of those shows have sold out. Not mm -hmm. All In is not an AEW show. You cannot count that. And uh, People like to say that. They're like, oh, no, they've had three. No, they have one. Had, Tony Khan had yeah. no say-so. He did not help. He did not do anything mm. for anybody at All In. So they've only had two shows, but those two shows have sold out. And one of them was at a gaming convention where a lot of them don't even watch wrestling. Yeah. So, I mean, that just goes to show you. And I think ML... Well, I'm sorry. I'm getting all of my... Yeah, you're getting everything up. mixed up, but it's it's, it's okay. Um, it, it's just the thing is, uh, you know, AEW is really making sure that they're putting their stamp on the wrestling business. They are really taking over in an aspect where we've had all these options. Right. But nobody has taken the brass to step up and go... We're bringing wrestling back, and we're going to do it in a big way. Tony Khan took that opportunity. Yes. Tony Khan said, okay. And I, that is the difference. I, I, I mean, because you're there, but I did want to point that out, that that's the difference. ROH hasn't really done that. We want to take wrestling back. No. They've made the, yeah, we have wrestling matches and stuff like that, but they never really fired they, a they've shot They've never really like wanted that. to step up. It's like, okay, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing because we're, we're mildly successful at what we're doing. We don't want to go any further and take the risk of bankrupting ourselves and stuff like that. Whereas uh, like Impact Wrestling, they took the opportunity and they dropped the ball. And, but and, you know what? AJ Styles even said it best. He's like, he's like, he's like, yes. Looking at it from hindsight, and looking at it even at the time, probably it was a stupid idea. But if you don't try it, then you don't know. Exactly. The same thing with with WCW. Remember when WCW launched a Nitro? Yep. They weren't even in... Second place was non-existent in the wrestling business. Eric right. Bischoff even said it. He's like, he's like, we weren't even a close second. We weren't even a middle second. We were a... We're all the way in the back second place to this guy. So there's no... Mm -hmm. And then, guess what? They launch on Monday nights and people went, ooh, interesting. Exactly. And you know what? TNA, to their credit, they tried it problem was was when they did it you know hogan came in changed everything and all of this stuff and we could get into that on a later date and yeah. everything like that but you know 
it, it just it didn't work. He took away the personality that TNA had, and it became it, WWE it, light. It, it did, but and and again, we could talk about that. But the point is, though, is that at least they tried. Yeah, they tried. They but tried now, it, and it didn't work. Now with AEW, here's the thing. Is that there was big speculation about it. And that's the beautiful thing about it is when the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega's contracts came up. And then the rumors started flying around. And you heard what they said in that interview. That they were that close to signing to WWE. Yep. They all looked at each other and went, I think we're all going to WWE. Yeah, and then you know Tony Khan approaches them with the idea and then... Boom, here we are. Thank um, God. Yeah, thank God for that. But here's the thing is the speculation started brewing. And then you, you hear about uh, a copyright for All Elite Wrestling, and everybody's like, no, that's not going to happen. That ain't happening. Uh, and then in January, their contracts are up. They're out of New Japan. And, and then the next thing you know, being boom. the Elite. Being the Elite pops up, and then there's the announcement. Uh, All Elite Wrestling. And, and the introduction of Tony Khan. Yes. And, and then, you know, you start seeing all these stars like the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Well, the one and, that, I mean, I mean, and, you know, it, yeah. it's it's a storyline. It's a villain angle as well. But it's also the truth in a lot of ways, which is Jericho. Jericho. When Jericho signed with it. That's when everyone went, whoa. Yeah. Everybody's eyes, like, immediately. Because nobody, the only ones to got, the only ones to get, because here was the thing. Jericho said in interviews that he would never appear on any American wrestling television other than WWE. He did New Japan because it's in Japan. But he said he was not going to do it for an American wrestling television. And then, of course, he shows up at All Out, which right there, it was like, oh, shit. All not All Out. Yeah, not All Out. I'm sorry. All, all in. Out had taken place yet. But, yeah, he shows up at All yeah, In. Yeah, All In. He shows up at All In. And, and, like, when he showed up, I was just like, no way. Like, Well, see, at the same time, he's still applying to his rules because it wasn't a wrestling promotion at the time. It wasn't, but still, it, it was an American wrestling television that you know he he showed yeah. up on so it was still cool and then he signs with AEW and stuff like that I knew that he probably had like he wasn't going to do anything else with WWE from then on out when the Jericho Cruise happened Yeah, and the Jericho Cruise was such an awesome idea I like some people thought it was stupid some people thought it was this and I was just like are you kidding me Think about this. A cruise, and you get wrestling. Like, yep. that's the per And wrestling has never been bigger. So it's the no. perfect time and, to and do it. And can you imagine this? He's part of AEW now. And that they have that freedom that... And think about this. They're probably going to have something streaming on that damn That's, that's, why, that's what I was saying. Time. I was going to say they're going to have a pay-per-view or something streaming from the cruise. Can you imagine that? WCW didn't even do that. They had the no, cruise, but they, they had the bruise cruise. They had the bruise cruise, but the they never, thing. but they never did anything with it no. to utilize it. Can you imagine a pay per view? Now, now, <laughs> in, in, in their defense, they didn't have the ability to do that. You no, know, not then. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't really broadcast from a cruise ship and. Shit I'm just like saying, that. but now you can. Yes, now you can. Now you can. Can you imagine that? That and would be huge. I love, by the way. If you have not checked this out, I'm telling you right now, all right? I want you, I want everyone to check this event out. ROH, Sea of Honor Tournament that takes place from the Jericho Cruise. It also has uh, the, <laughs> I got to remember this, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and the villain, Marty Scroll, 
versus the Young Bucks and Chris Jericho, or as they were called, I believe it was, uh, was it Y or was it Y two Jackson? Y two Jackson like, or um something like that? Yeah, it was. I it was pretty cool. Remember, I can't remember but, what they called, but yeah, but. but they have like all of those matches and stuff like that going on, like like you see the atmosphere and stuff like that. It's so fucking awesome. Yeah, it, I, I I love that. I love when wrestling pushes those boundaries. Hey. And you know, the, I, we're gonna get kind of off subject with this, but you know, just real quick, what is it? Why don't we have more outdoor events? That's the thing is, um, I know that the the weather is a concern. The and weather's a concern, and um, you know, ticket sales and shit like that. And people could easily just you know. View but it. I just, I, I don't know. I always loved it when WCW. Well, would that's do the thing. Like um, I was wa- while I was watch catching up on Cody Rhodes's uh, career. They had uh, one called Wrestling Under the Stars, and it was taking place on a baseball at a baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandy Rhodes actually wrestled Tessa Blanchard, baby. When she was first starting her career. Fucking Christ. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, and Cody Rhodes. It's not even night. a goddamn catchphrase. I made it her catchphrase, okay? Copyright patent and Chris Dickens TV not, Studios. It just. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, fucking Adam Cole can kiss my ass. He's dead, God rest his soul. <laughs> May he rest in peace. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, a lot of the indie wrestling promotions do it, but it's very rare that you see any of the bigger events do it. And that, now, AEW is doing it. They want to have a bash at the beach, but they can't get the trademark on the name. Um, but they're going to do something to that effect. You know it. And here's the thing. Here's here's my thing when it comes to that, right? Like, WWE, you're not even using the goddamn event. So just let them have it. Well, see, the, the the damn event isn't even attached to WWE anymore. It's not. No. Oh, that's right. It's not. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, I mean, God, I I hope that they do something like that, you know. But like, fight for the fallen, I know is take, and I don't. I guess this is taking place inside of an arena and stuff like that. That's I mean, taking place inside of a, a concert hall. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, I like the see. I don't just like that's what I kind of wish that WWE. Would you know stop doing? I wish we would stop doing these big arenas. Yeah, because the big so, arena doesn't give you the feel and the atmosphere like a smaller arena. It gives but, you the feel of a big time event, like yeah. when you have a pay per view. Exactly. I think that that's when you need to do a big arena. But East, for like a Monday Night Raw, you don't need to no, do a big arena. ECW every time. made it like perfect. Every time, every time they were at the Hammerstein yes. Ballroom, or any time they were in the Bingo Hall in Philadelphia, any time they were in a smaller arena. Right. Now, okay, I'm not talking about. I'm just saying, in general, any right. wrestling promotion when they're in a small arena, the people get closer together, and it you, feels... you get the camaraderie of the fans. Exactly, and, and every moment means something. Right, you can feel it, you can see it, you can sense it. It's just there. Right. In a big arena, you lose it. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you you don't even uh look at look at Steve Austin uh back in oh, the ninety eight when Mick Foley won the championship. That pop that he got when he came out. Oh god, that arena was history. a smaller arena. 
Yeah, it was. Nowadays, you can't even tell who has a monstrous pop. I see, a it's lot weird. of the times you can't. A lot of the times you can't. And I don't know. I and, and like I even like the places like I don't know. Just every time I see this on television, even when I saw it in NXT, especially when I saw it in ROH, I loved like center stage setup. Yeah, because of how small it is and how like. Just it just looks really good on television, and ROH does a lot of those places. I mean, probably because they have to. But like, yeah. that's what I'm talking about for like AEW. Like, I'm like, I hope that they don't do big arenas every single week. Well, see, here's the thing: is the, the biggest arena they've done so far is the MGM Grand, and even yes. then, the MGM Grand. Yeah, but like the biggest tremendous. one, the biggest one that they're going to do, obviously, is in Chicago. Which technically, if they wanted to. They probably, they probably could announce it in the stadium and it would still sell out. Yeah, like like Soldier Field, they could because it showed on the thing. It said that it had like a hundred and thirty-seven thousand people were still trying to get tickets and shit yeah. like that. So like, but here's the thing: you pack a place out like that, it's uh, and it's going to be massive because you know that they're going to be smart enough to move people in closer. Instead of having them out further. I think it's good that they're not changing the venue and everything like that. Because think about this. If you go ahead and you do a stadium right off the bat, what else is what else can you do after exactly. that? Exactly. Now obviously you do it again and everything like that, but it's like but then it's like the expectations for the event get grow even bigger and they're like, Wait a minute, y'all, like we just started, like we can't just give everything right off the bat. Right, like, right, right. And and with this fight for the Fallen event, I mean, right. it's good. Like I said, it's, it's taking place inside of a concert. There's hall. not going to be anything surprising, really. That happened. There might no. be some surprises, yeah. but it's not going to be big. It's not going to be what I guarantee you. All Out is going. Oh, to All Out is going to be the thing that sets the tone for what's coming. Yes, that's going to be. That's going to be. And the I'll one be honest that... with you. I mean, I'm I'm excited for Fight for the Fallen. I, I, I am. But that's the event right now that yeah. I want to see is All Out. All Out is going to be the one that sets the tone for when they go in for TNT in October. Yes. Because that's where you've got to make the impact shot. Yes. I mean, they made the impact shot at Double or Nothing. And, and, and you want to know something? I thought about this the other day, right? So I thought about this. When ROH... Remember when they signed that little Destination America Yeah, I remember like, that. Thing? Yeah, and, and like, they were right in front of Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Well, their very first episode was nothing special. It was like it was just here's ROH. Yeah, and the and, same thing happened with uh, back in the day when ECW premiered on TNN. Uh, they didn't want any. Uh, they wanted all this crap and everything. So Paul Heyman put a pay per view. Yeah, uh, and, all he did was he, he just aired a, a, a re-aired the Jerry Lynn versus. Yeah, and and that wasn't special. Nobody was, gave a that, shit. That was a terrible idea. Yeah, and and that's because the thing. what that does, what that does is that shows everyone that like, okay, well then, and and this is the thing we we do bash Impact on here a lot about the way they run their business, and everything. But when they made the move to Destination America, they had a they had a very special episode. Like like there was this big epic opening and stuff like that. Yeah. It had Bobby Roode leading the troops, and it had. 
all of this stuff. Like, I'm proud to be a part of this locker room. It had them, like, mm-hmm. storming into the building. They came face-to-face like, with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Yeah, that and was, that was that was epic. That made you feel like this was something big. Exactly. That, that, that was awesome. But when ROH premiered on Destination America, it was just... It's like, here's it opened up. It opened up with the Briscoes uh, promo, and it just... It was just, it was just here. Here it is. Hey, it wasn't a bad episode, but it wasn't anything special. Like I was just like, nobody on Destination America knows who ROH is. Exactly. And I will give TNT credit where credit's due. Everything that's going on right now with AEW, they are promoting the crap out of it. Yes. They promote. They promoted the chair shot from Fighter Fest. You know. Oh yes, I did see that. And here's the thing about this, right? So I was talking with some people. I hang out at the Indian Queen all the time and everything like that. And we were watching the Atlanta Braves. And the Braves right now are on fire. I'm not getting into sports or anything like that. Different show. But (laughs) I know. I'm just making a point here, right? So the Atlanta Braves are on fire right now. And we were like, why did it take so long? Well, I wasn't. Like, someone was like, was like, why did it take so long to get, you know, back to this point and everything like that? And I said... I said, you want to know why? I said, because they stopped putting money into the Braves. Mm-hmm. And here's here's what happened. Here's what a lot of people do not realize with the AOL Time Warner merger. I found this out. And I don't know if it will I don't know if it was big secret or if everyone kind of knew it, but I didn't know it. So but I found this out, okay? The AOL Time Warner merger. Obviously, it fucked up WCW. Obviously, they didn't want anything to do with it. Blah, blah, blah. We know that. Here's what they also fucked up on. They fucked up on the Atlanta Thrashers and the Atlanta Braves and Cartoon Network. Mm -hmm. And, like, all of the Turner stations and stuff like that. They fucked them all up because none of them knew what they actually bought. And they all said... Well, we don't want to put that much money into the Braves and everything. I was just like, so, I understand. Okay, wrestling, I get you. We're just going to play devil's advocate. I get your point of view. All right, you don't want anything to do with it. The Atlanta Braves, though, the Atlanta Braves are one of the most popular teams in the United States. I'm not saying that because I'm a Braves fan. It is actual facts. Yep. And you don't want to put money into them. That is sense. why that is why the AOL Time Warner merger never worked, because they took they literally took away everything from Time Warner. Yeah, I found that out. I did not realize that, but that's what happened. Because remember, the Braves at one point had an All Star team. Oh yeah, they were they were like the hottest thing back in the early and late nineties. Yes, early late nineties and in the two thousand. At mm-hmm. one point, when we went and we got swept by the Yankees and stuff like that in the World Series. We still had an all-star team at that point. After two years after that, and it happened after the AOL Time Warner merger, that's when everybody, you know, that's when the Braves, you know, basically had to rebuild and stuff like that. But that's what happened. So now people at TNT, and I don't know, or or, or the Turner Networks. Turner Networks. Yeah, the Turner Networks, they're realizing, they're going back and they're like, wait a minute. When when were we the most popular? Mm-hmm. And they were like, it was pro wrestling. But when they were, and they were probably, they've probably been looking, if you think about it, TNT probably has been looking for about four or five years now. 
a, a pro wrestling program to put on there. They just didn't know what they get. I guarantee you they might have tried to get Lucha Underground at one point. Possibly. They might have, or they might have thought to try their own. But the, they, they probably realized, well, none of us really know how that works. Exactly. Or like that. So then, when t- again, Tony Khan is the biggest difference in any wrestling promotion right now. Because... If you go up to a if you go up to a major network right now, let's just say ROH or MLW, and they say, "Hey, we're a pro wrestling promotion, and we want to get on TV." They're like, "Who are you with?" Oh, you're not Vince McMahon. Well, we don't give yeah. a fuck about you. Now AEW goes up, and they say, "Hey, we want to talk to you about getting on the uh, network and stuff like that." Well, you're not Vince McMahon. So who the fuck are you with? Tony Khan. The- that's Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars. owners. Uh, okay, let's talk business. And he also has connections with like uh, TV stations outside of the U.S. and stuff like that. So AEW is going to get AEW is going to be AEW is already pretty much hitting that worldwide phenomenon right out the gate. They're already overseas. Right out Europe. the gate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're already over already over there in um you know in Europe and all that. You know, and they got the streaming service, and they're making waves. And then, of course, yes. Japan. They got the partnership with the Japan promotion. They partnership with the Mexican promotion, AAA. Yes. Uh, so right out the gate, the world, the, the the global thing is about to hit. Now, here's the thing, though. You know, people might say, well, how is it all of these other promotions can compete with AEW and WWE if everyone's taking their talent and stuff like that? Next guy up. Exactly. There now there now there's endless opportunities for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's why I cannot listen to anyone in this business right now if they complain about I'm not getting my opportunity and everything. I'm like there is literally endless like, opportunities. If you're not getting an there, opportunity right now, it's your you're fault. not working hard enough to get the opportunity. Yes. You could end up anywhere. You could end up in Ring of Honor. And I've seen a lot of guys go to Ring of Honor that we know. You could end up in Impact. And I've seen a lot of guys and girls we know go to Impact. You could end up in MLW. And there's a lot of guys and girls we know PWX. that are in PWX. Uh, Viral Pro. Viral Pro. Evolve. Evolve. Which we'll talk about in a few. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and now there's AEW and there's WWE. WWE is always going to be your pinnacle. It's, it's going to be, always gonna whether be you pinnacle. wanted to or not, it's always going to be. They have their own fucking network. Yeah. That's, I mean, so they're always going to be the pinnacle. And again, they sell out stadiums. As much as you can say their storyline sucks, all of this and that sucks about WWE, there's one event everyone will flock to every single motherfucking year at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And I will too. I'm trying to go to Tampa Bay yep. this year because, well, not this year, uh, next, next year, year. Because uh, to me, that's the perfect vacation. You go yep. to the beach for a week. You've got all of those independent shit going on. Yep. You'll probably have a big ROH event. Then you'll have WWE. Hell, you might have an AEW event in the same city next year the night before WrestleMania. That would be pretty cool. Wouldn't it? Now, people might say, well, they could try to get the stadium the night before. And I'm like, no, they can't because they rent the stadium out for the entire week so that they can, you know, put the set together Mm -hmm. and shit like that. That takes 
That's the that's the funniest thing about all of that is that shit takes literally almost two weeks to set up, and it's just up there for a night, basically. Yep, <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's insane. But hey, more power to them. That's why it sells out every year because it has that big event feel. Now it's a spectacle. You can say about the events what you want to, but again. Those sell out before anything's even announced. I mean, it's just like the World Series or the Super Bowl exactly. or anything to that effect. Who gives a shit who's playing? It's the fucking biggest game of the year. Exactly. It, it, this is the biggest event of the year. Nobody cares who's on the, the card. I don't get The card could suck all the way down. You're there for the spectacle. And it still will be awesome even when you're there live, even if the card sucks. Yep. We fa- I found that out at WrestleMania 27 when I saw them at the Georgia Dome. And I was there, and I was just... And people trashed that thing to hell and back. Like, they said that was one of the worst WrestleManias. And I'm sitting there going, I can see where that came from, you know, from a uh, from a home point of view and everything. But I'm sitting there, I'm going, I'm at fucking WrestleMania. I didn't give a fuck. Exactly. You know, so... But AEW, you know, Fight for the Fallen is going on. And we've got the Rhodes versus the Young Bucks. And what, how how we transition on this show is a mystery <laughs> to crazy. all. It's a mystery to me as well. But we did AEW fight fight for the fallen. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Match. Yes, I really am too because it's it's like wrestling's wrestling's past, wrestling's future. Here's so here's the question though that I have now to AEW though when all of this is being set up. No one has really established an AEW. Are the Bucks, Cody, and Omega, are they actually really together? Or are they on opposite sides? And I think they're teasing that. I really do think they're teasing that. Because he's facing, you know, his best friends. Yeah. Well, you have to watch, um, you know, Road to Fight for the Fallen to get a little more insight. I do, and and we're going to cover that when we cover, you know, Fight for the Fallen in full uh, next week. God, next week's show is going to be long. It's going to be big. It's, it's going to be, be amazing. In the words of our uh, POTUS, it's going to be huge. <laughs> There's a lot of other stuff going on at Fight for the Fallen as well. Uh, I don't I don't know the full card. They, from, they've from had the a couple back. of match announcements. Uh, I know there is a triple threat match taking place. Um, and, and I do know... Um, Chris the, Jericho is going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be there. Uh, so what's he going to be doing? Don't know what he's doing. But they've made a couple of match announcements uh, through the uh, Road to Fight of the Fallen. Um, but overall, it's going to be the, the main one everybody's looking forward to is the Rhodes versus the Bucks. Obviously. And, and, and it's that's going to be, be amazing. Big. Yep. So, But as you said, we'll cover it next week on here, on the show. We'll go over the Road to Fight of the Fallen and yes. go right into Fight of the Fallen. And we'll also go over an event that we're going to talk about right now, Evolve, the 10th anniversary show. And yes, I'm all about AEW right now, and I am. I'm not anti WWE. I can't be anti WWE. I'm just kind of, yeah, well, you know, whatever. But if you don't think that I'm gonna, ha- I'm about to obviously have my laptop set up with Bleacher Report and everything like that, unless it's an app on the PS4 uh, now. I don't know if it is. If it is, someone let me know, please. Yeah. But, uh, I'm going to have it on my laptop, and it's going to be up on the big screen TV and everything like that. But I'm also going to have on my phone, I'm going to be checking the Evolve thing. And if you don't think I'm going to pause 
Fight for the Fallen and put up live on the WWE Network, Anthony Henry wrestling on the WWE Network, you are sadly fucking mistaken. And that's the thing is, all these... I have I have been an avid <laughs> Anthony Henry mark from day one. I don't give a fuck because I think he is one of the best that has ever come out of I'm pretty sure he'll thank you for it and then probably chop the shit out of you because she's marking out to him. I'm sure. Uh, but, I'm sure. And, and, I and, and, I, and I agree. It's Most my shit. <laughs> Okay, but most of the fans here in the CSR king on this. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Fists up in the air. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> why do I see that being the new flyer card on TMB Studios for, <laughs> for the Snowball Wrestling Network? Is you with your fist in the air? Five star king, fucking cult of personality playing right behind it. <laughs> it's not even the same wrestler. No, he came out to fucking bring me the horizon. Don't give a shit. I do! You have to get it I'm right. the producer! I'll do whatever I no. Okay, whatever. Five-star producer, bitch! <laughs> Maybe in your own mind, but anyways, I'm just joking. And a couple other people's mind, too. That's why I keep getting, hey, uh, Beckins, you mind doing some production work for us? <laughs> we'll pay you oh, a hot dog God. and a coke. Of course, we will. <laughs> we said one hot dog, Dickens, not two. <laughs> but anyway, yes, yeah, I most, will. I will be pausing to watch yeah, Anthony Henry. You and the majority of the CSRA. Yes, uh, and because oh, that is someone who has deserved to wrestle for the WWE for a long his, time. Did you see the promo that they aired on YouTube? Yes, I did. That was probably one of the best Anthony Henry promos. Yes. Of, Especially, I loved his promo on Sean Legacy. Yeah, his, his promo on Sean Legacy was like, gr- like just, I mean, that's gravy on top of the potatoes. This was the fucking meat to the potatoes, okay? Um, he really, literally, and legit put it out on the table Yeah, for this. And, and, and basically said, when you have Anthony Henry on the card, I'm going to do whatever it takes to steal the show and be the best. And, 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 and I can't wait. I'm, I'm almost want to tear up thinking about it right now. I mean, you you just have you just don't know people if if you don't know anything about Anthony Henry or you don't know you know anything about Augusta you know wrestling. You just don't know what that means to a lot of people here mm-hmm. uh, in Augusta and everything like that. Uh, Anthony Henry's, you know. Here's the reason I love Anthony so much is because his strikes look legit. Well, it's because of his MMA background. Yes, he does have an MMA background, but he, thank God he's not one of those people that, you know, I hate the comparison between yeah. MMA well, I mean, and even, WWE. Even in this promo, he said a lot of people wrestling. don't know I have an MMA and mixed martial arts background. Right. Um. So it, at least he, uh, you know, he says... He hits hard, he works hard, he uses the submissions. You can expect everything to be pulled out when Anthony Henry's in the ring. Yes. And I love that. And, and this is coming from a guy who worked with him whenever his promo skills wasn't completely up to, to par, so to speak. Yes. So, and and I've watched Henry grow from, you know, doing Anarchy the Flatline Pro, he was with Viral for a while, and then he went and he started doing Evolve, and, and the, from the work horsemen all the way up. This man blossomed into a talent. Yes. 
Like, yes. and I'm just not. I'm not just saying that. I remember when him and James Drake won. When they the won Evolve the Evolve Tag, Tag Team, Team Champions, title. that was huge. I like, like I remember James Caleb Kitchens posted that, and I went, "What? Yeah, like they're the Evolve Tag Team Champions. That's insane. Exactly. But yeah. it was a huge win for them. It was a yes. big moment for for them for CSRA Wrestling." Uh, just in general, for, for South Wrestling in general. Yes, it and, was. And for everybody that's worked with them or, or uh, you know, had some sort of inklings with them in the business, it yes. was a win for all of us. Yes. Because these are our guys. Yes. And I, like I said, I can't wait to see Anthony uh, in this. And not, not, just to, not just to see him, but the fact that he is featured in a prominent spot on exactly. the card. He's actually in, like, I think a grudge match. And stuff like that. So there's some importance to this matchup. Yep. People are going to know who Anthony Henry is yep. uh, after this if they didn't know who he was already from being involved and everything like that. Another person that we are excited, I mean delighted to see, is the main event. I don't know if it's going to actually be the main event. If it's not the actual main event, then I don't know what the fuck is wrong with WWE, but this should be the actual main event. It should be the last match on the card, which is Austin Theory, the Evolve Heavyweight Champion, versus James Drake, J.D. Drake, the WNW... WWN. Okay, the WWN... Uh, wrestling champion. champion, and I believe I'm not sure if it's a unification match of sorts, but it's the two champs going, going on. Yeah, and it is. Oh my god, I can't wait to see this because I remember Austin Theory in the WWA four. I mean, you could go and you can uh, see him on YouTube. You can see him in the very first stages of his career and yep. everything like that. And it took place in the WWA four. I was there. When I did that week-long training and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that was my first introduction to him. And then good look. That dude is just like Ricochet. He's a freak. Yeah. I mean, look at him. He, he looks he like a, a million. super talent, man. Oh, he looks like a billion bucks. And he is athletic as hell. I mean, he is he is amazing. He's got he's got the this does he, he not? He does have the goods, but that's not taking any way anything away from James Drake. Well, no, the man is a fucking beast. Yes, he is because how can you know a man his size should not be able to go as long as he does and in the do ring. the things that he does in the ring. And he can he can go for hours. Yeah. And he hits just as hard as Henry. Uh, so, no, there, there's a debate on that. Okay, I, I, I'm pretty sure he slaps harder. Uh, yeah, um, my chest could tell you that. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it's just it's mind blowing. So can William Cubics. Watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think funny. that was him. I, 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 I remember it yeah. was it was on his birthday, and the guy wanted a chop from James Reagan. He went okay. And it's just this big, big red mark with blood coming out of it yes. and everything. Oh god! And, and and I think that ended up on a t-shirt. <laughs> did James Drake chop across the chest? I'm sure it did. If not, yes, it, it will. <laughs> yes, it did. So, but think about this: that he's going up against Austin Theory and everything like that. 
and it's live on the WWE Network. I'm gonna cry during this matchup. I'm yeah. just like, oh my god, I've seen him because we know line. we know what this means to them. Yes, and we know what this means to everybody here who's like I said has been a part of their. And career I kind of thought point. that it, at the PWX show that I saw while I got the it was a triple threat match as the main event. I I legit thought no, this should be Anthony Henry versus James Drake. Yeah. I, that, that's what I thought. I, congrats, though, to Ethan when he did win the, the belt and everything like that. I mean, it was still a good match because, I mean, it was the three of them, so how yeah. could it not be? It's just, I'm just not a fan of triple threat matches. I'll say it right now. I am not a fan it, of triple threat matches. It takes away. Well, I mean, you know, we're still hitting ECW, and ECW is the one that made the triple threat uh, famous when they did the, the night the line was crossed. But. But if it's done if correctly, it, it makes sense. Exactly. But here's the thing is, I'm just like you. I'm a stickler for the one-on-one. Mono with mono, the best versus the best. I am, yes, and I am a stickler for that when it comes to big pay-per-view events. Exactly. Because you look at, and I don't like to compare these sports or anything like that to pro wrestling or anything like that, but I'm talking about as far as presentation. You look at boxing you yep. look at the UFC. What is the main draw? It is the two best fighters in the world going up and against each, each other. other. That is your main draw. With wrestling, which is why I thought ROH dropped the ball at Madison Square Garden. Because I didn't think that it should have been a triple threat match. I didn't think it should have been a ladder matchup. And I didn't think it should have been a triple threat match. I thought it should have been one-on-one and it should have been Jay Lethal versus uh, Matt Taven yeah. in a two-out-of-three falls match. And it should have been. Marty Scroll still could have been on the show. He could have been... They could have done the six-man title thing there and it would have made more sense, in yeah. my opinion. It and would. then we could have had the Briscoes and got... There was just a lot of things up but, but our it, But did. at least here... At least yeah. here on the 10th anniversary show, we're getting a one-on-one, and we're getting two champions facing each other. We are. We so, are, and I can't wait to see that. We've also got the NXT superstars are going to be there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Matt Riddle is going to be taking on, uh, oh, crap, who is he taking on? Drew uh, uh, Gellick. Um, Drew Gellick? No, no, what? I'm sorry. What is his name? Uh, Gulak. Drew the- no, is it not? It's not Drew. It's I remember his name, Gulak, but something. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, his name off the be top in of trouble. my head. He's, he's botching people's names. God over here, knows, folks. I know. I'm gonna end he's up on that phone right in front of me. Easily look shit. at it, but you shut know, up. Anyways, shut up. Anyways, <laughs> no. Uh, Ar yeah. Fox is also gonna be there. You fucking. Asshole. I can do what I want to do. No, you can't. You botched the dude's name. You're not allowed to talk about it anymore. You suck. Anyway, <laughs> but it's going to be a great event. It is going to be a cold, but you can't take this one from me because also on this card, Adam Cole, baby! May you rest in peace. Fuck you. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense on the elite either, but I'm still going to take it. <laughs> Fuck it. You can hit it. I'm still gonna hit that. You have been watching way. Yes, too I have. Shit yes, that. I have. I think but you it, have but it's Brandy great. fantasy. I what? I think you have a Brandy fantasy. Or Probably do. Brandy. Oh, God, Brandy's hot. Oh, damn it, Cody's not gonna answer me now. Uh, sorry, you Cody. Son of a bitch. I'm not Moose. <laughs> well, now you just. <laughs> now you just fucked up the whole. So you thing. have his hey. number. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, I'm going to save this show now. Save it! And everything. Uh, I the actually, power of Christ can bitch. 
Oh, wow. Now I definitely don't know how to save this shit. Or is it anyway, the power of Drake compels you? <laughs> fuck, no. Wait, this is not fucking Toronto okay, and exactly. I am not in the NBA. Not that. The power I of James not... Drake compels you. Oh, okay. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're going to be off the air. No time left. <laughs> but I am looking forward to Evolve. Yes, AR Fox is going to be there as well. The owner of WWA4. And a guy who I felt is, is you know, definitely been deserving of yes. that spot for a while. Um, so it's going to be everyone's time to shine and evolve. But remember, you've also got extreme rules coming up as well. And supposedly, of course, you know, we hear 10,000 different rumors, 10,000 different dirt sheets and shit like that. But supposedly this is the night after that, uh, or the night after extreme rules is when Eric Bischoff and Heyman officially assume their positions. And yeah, and they, like they publicized this, too. They actually showed it. And then supposedly, they're also supposed to have another draft. I've heard that. I've heard that Fox didn't want Bischoff as the hell. They wanted Heyman. I've heard this and that. I've heard... I don't know. Here's my thing, right? And they keep saying that they want to move away from the PG era and stuff like that. Here's my problem. If you're going to do just un-PG things just to do them, that's stupid. Yeah. And and that's what a lot of the Attitude Era feels like to me. Is it just feels like you did things shock TV. to do them. But, you know, the shock has to have some type of story to it. Yeah. And everything like that. You can't, like, like don't just do shit just to do it. Don't have people just come out cussing and everything like that. Yeah. Like, okay, this past week, I saw the Kevin Owens pipe bomb and shit like that. I'm like, okay, first of all, it's on WWE television. It's yep. still scripted. I don't give a fuck if they are telling them, oh, no, we're going to get away from the scripted promos. No, they haven't. No. No, they haven't. They just do them in a different way. Exactly. They might not. They might not have scripted out word for word, but he definitely was told. He what was to told, say. "I want you to talk like this and bash Shane and talk about Shane coming out and stealing the spot." Of course, they're gonna do that. Uh, any scripted pipe, any promo done in WWE, like you said, that's is, what I'm saying. It happens in front of the. If they didn't want it to happen, they, they wouldn't will, yeah, show exactly. it. They're so, that type of company. They're like, cut it. Cut away from it. We don't want yeah, to see And they that. damn sure wouldn't air it on YouTube or replays. Exactly. So, of course, it's a build-up thing. It's a promo thing. And and well, that's the biggest thing that's happened on WWE television. And, you know, it, I've, I've been listening to the grilling with JR and everything like that. And he, he's been talking about heels and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And he said, well, there's not legit heels and stuff like that in the business. And that's why WWE is suffering because they can't, because they don't have legit heels and then they don't have the baby faces to go up against them. And I always want to challenge him on that statement and be like, but here's my point is they have heels. They're just not in the right places. Exactly. It's always, see, always, whenever they do heels versus face, all right? Remember when, like, especially when John, I go back to John Cena versus AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. I sat there thinking, okay, you're seriously, you're going to put John Cena 
who has been a 16-time WWE champion, or champion and everything like that, in story and everything like that, but you're going to put him as the underdog going up against AJ Styles, who has never stepped foot in the WWE. That That's mind-boggling to yeah. me. The, like, he's the underdog and AJ isn't? AJ was the one that had the advantage over him? No, I'm sorry. That that just, I don't buy that. It's the same thing when uh, Daniel, the, the time that I thought that they got the authority type of thing right was when they had Daniel Bryan, obviously, going up against him. And it made sense. Everyone could see, this is not your WWE type, and these guys are, and exactly. stuff like that. But then when you had Roman going up against the authority. With the baby oil. And it, it does not, it doesn't it make, make sense. any fucking sense. Like, and I just, I, I don't get that, you know? I, I, I just, I want to... Bro, oh God. what the fuck is up, you motherfuckers? Chris, fucking Dickens, what the fuck is up? Shut the fuck up. I don't oh, want to hear Jesus. from you, you fucking piece of shit, but I love you. All right, you anyways, Caleb's fucking Stovall. What do I fucking tell you every single fucking time I come on this worthless fucking show? I'm going to get sh- I'm gonna get this show shut down because of my fucking language, but oh, I don't fucking God. care. But listen here, you talk about my shock factor back in the day. You Let me tell you something. I wrote all of those fucking shock- shocking factors and everything, and they worked every single fucking time. And you know what? They would have worked in WCW, but nobody let me fucking do what I wanted to fucking do and shit like that. Would you? No, I don't. I, Russo, shut the fuck up, alright? man. No, you shut the fuck What? Who the fuck is at the fucking door, you fucking oh, pieces of shit? <laughs> Wait God a minute. Get out here! Somebody fucking come in here and start a Russo promo? What the fuck? Oh my God, you Fucking Kentucky Hick, what oh, the fuck God, do you just want? Just sit there and shut the fuck up, Dickens, and shut the fuck up, Stovall. I'm about to make shit happen. Bitch, uh, okay, Russo, you fucking suck. You don't need to be talking on the fucking podcast. I thought you were done with the fucking podcast. I wasn't done with a fucking podcast. They wouldn't let me say what the fuck I wanted to say on my fucking podcast, so I fucking blamed everybody else for it, like I always fucking well, do. I mean, it is like your you podcast, fucking so. Shut the fuck up, you piece of shit. I fucking love you, you goddamn fuck. I knew you were fucking gay. Shut the fuck up, Jim. You, you're so. That's why you wrote the all the storylines. You don't even know which way is up in the business. Yes, I do, because I went straight the fuck down off the top of a scaffold. I had to go up to do it. Hey, your words, not mine. You all right, and all that GTV moron. stuff where you're talking about. You so you're the big show. Huh, now At we least, know. Hey, you were never fucking champion. You know who was? I was fucking champion. You, you wrote that shit. I didn't fucking write it. You I beat Ric Flair. Thanks. I'd be him fair and square. No, I'm sorry. I'd be Booker T in this fucking cage. And rack. then you fucking put the title on David Arquette. Who the fuck does that? It was all over the fucking news, and that was the fucking point. Because nobody point. fucking cares about what goes on nobody in that gives a fucking shit about ring. What's going on with you? Just like I'm big well, about nobody fucking, fucking, fucking cares queen. about you. You're cares? all up fucking Sammy Callahan's ass, and Sammy I hope Callahan you fucking, fucking spit on some me, merch. just like I'd spit on you. I fuck Sammy Callahan, he's fucking I asshole. Would spit Just in your like face. you. I would spit in your face and then I would show you why I am the Batman, 
man, you piece of shit. You're more like the ass man. Nobody you even gives are, a shit about what you have to say about the rest of more, business. I just want to dip you in fry sauce so I can show you what kind of Kentucky fry, fry I don't know what sauce. the fuck I'm saying, you fucking piece of the shit. The fuck? You want the extra fry and extra shit? This is bullshit. I'm going to put up some money. You know what? I don't fucking Get the fuck out. Now, can you shut the fuck up and start finishing this podcast? You motherfucker! Oh, God. Never. At least he knocked this time. <sighs> I need a beer. Oh my god. I need a fucking. That's not a beer. That's Steve Weiser. Shut up. What the fuck? I, what? He's got me talking in his accent. What the hell is going on here? It's alright, bro. God. You motherfucker. Oh my god. He actually <laughs> almost just broke the equipment. Jesus. <laughs> He's the one that slammed on it first. Now I gotta. <laughs> I know where to send the bill to now. <laughs> Yourself? <laughs> the Trousseau Enterprises. Okay. But yeah. It, maybe it is mine and shit like that. Okay. I, I think it's under well, Pro let's, Industries. Let's, let's <laughs> well, we talk, uh, well, they mentioned, uh, I should say they mentioned uh, Sammy Callahan there. Yeah. Uh, because we, we, we mentioned I Impact Wrestling and everything like that. They had uh, Slammiversary. Yeah. And I, I can't go over the full card because the only thing I cared about, to be quite honest, was Sammy Callahan versus Tessa. But, oh, God. I already did it for the show. I'm not going to do it again. It's really? Fun. I'm not going to do it again. Okay. I just feel like doing it. It's, I don't it believe was, you. It was it was Sammy Callahan. I do not believe the same and, way. I don't believe that you're going to lock out Jim Cornette and Vince Russo again. I don't know. This is, you know, the, the, the card was... It was a great matchup. I loved watching Sammy Callahan take on Tessa Blanchard, baby! God damn it. I knew it, you fucking lying. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the wrestling business. That's what we do. Uh, but oh, okay. Yes. Uh, and, and I didn't watch the old Vin either. I, I watched Callahan versus Tessa. And I have to say, number one. Please skip her entrance or we'll be on it for fucking ever. That was a great entrance, uh, especially up. when she threw the bat. It's like she shook, she turned sideways, she threw the bat over her shoulder and winked. That was amazing. <sighs> Best night of my life. Um, but the match itself. Oh, wow. The match itself. What has happened? <laughs> the S and SW no longer stands for Stovall. <laughs> Just... Oh, sh- what does it? No, you know what? Don't answer that. You fucking piece of shit. Just go on. With the match is great. Yes, it was. Amazingly, this match was actually great. Yes, it was. It was. And and, and uh, I gotta give uh, a hand to both of them. Like it was actually really good. It was done in a tasteful way. I yeah. guess. And and I especially like the end. Um, where Tessa was backed in the corner, Callahan had both bats, and it, you thought for a minute he was going to pull what he did with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Phoenix? Not Phoenix. I don't know. Mr. Eyeball Guy. Oh, uh... See, it's the Dakota Brazil. Not Brazil. Not you Brazil. said Eyeball no, Guy! The one made TMZ News! Oh, Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. That's how much his storyline matters anymore. I don't remember his name. Um, <laughs> Tommy Jr. 2.0. Uh, 
Or is it Sandman 2.0? I don't fucking know. Oh, anyway, or, no. or is it ECW? You, EC... Daddy, yeah, <laughs> it's just for somebody else. Stop taking that fucking Kendall stick and hitting people with it. That's not you. Stop taking that Kendall stick, motherfucker. Just look up to the sky and say, fuck the robot. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've been saying that all over the place. I'm like, sure you have. Like, you've been watching that damn, damn fucking <laughs> being the elite. I walk up to Burger King. Can I take your order? Yeah, I'll have a Whopper and fuck the revival. <laughs> you want fries with that? Yes. Do you, does your burger taste a little funny after that? Uh, yeah, extra cheese, extra bayo, extra onions, motherfucker. <laughs> no. Don't say those words. <laughs> but no, uh, I just like the fact that you, know, you thought that he was going to do the whole Eddie Edwards thing. He was going to beat down Tessa. He was mm-hmm. going to... Do the whole OVE thing. And instead, he hands her the bat as a show of respect and walks out of the ring. Yeah. So, I mean, that was huge to me. Yes. Um, It was. Because you rarely see that in wrestling anymore. Well, you do, especially from Sammy Callahan. Uh, From Sammy Callahan, a a guy who spit on Mr. Cornette um, (laughs) and and then shot him the bird. (laughs) Well, we knew he was going to do that. That was beautiful. I bet. But it's just to see that and to see it with, you know, an intergender match. Yes. It was amazing to me. It was. Like I said, it it was very interesting. And, I mean, I joked about it. But at the same time, I knew it was going to be pretty good. Uh, I just didn't know how they were going to do it. And now, does this set up? Tessa Blanchard to be going for the <coughs> Impact Heavyweight Championship or something like that. I pray to God it does it. I just pray it sets her up as being one of the toughest Impact wrestlers in the Knockouts division. Well, she definitely is that. And like I said, or I, I gonna, wonder if she's going to go to AEW. Is it going to set her up to be a member of OVE? Their female uh, Yeah, but why would you do that? Why would you put her in a faction? Uh, I wouldn't I mean, do that. I just, I wouldn't do that. Like, why would you put her in a faction? She she is one of those right now. She needs to stand alone. Yeah, and I agree with that. And it'd be great to see her in AEW. It would. Yes. I, I mean, this might have been her swan song because uh, after the match was over, uh, Impact Wrestling actually aired um, and after the match, after the uh, pay-per-view went off the air, and she was literally crying. And, it, and you couldn't tell if it was tears of joy or what. So this might have been her swan song for Impact. Maybe. I don't know what her contract status is or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure that she is going to be AEW bound eventually. And, and it might it might just be set up going into... You said there may not be any surprises at Fight for the Fallen, but we have a match set up at Fight for the Fallen that could impact that, no pun intended, uh, with <laughs> Brandy Rhodes versus Allie. <laughs> Especially no pun intended on that. Yeah, so who's to say that Tessa may not show up or or may show up? Uh, I I would highly doubt that, but that would be amazing. But it would be it would be something to set up a huge match for all out. Yeah, because uh, we don't have a huge women's match for all out yet. No, all we have is two matches for all out, which again I, to me. 
the, that is going to be the biggest event of this year is all out because it's already shown with the ticket sales and everything like that, but mm-hmm. just the hype around it, the everything that's going to happen. And, and you've got to have... And, of course, WWE is probably yep. trying to plan something to counter it. Yep. And, and, and here's the thing. Which, is, by the way, we were talking about this earlier, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about the competition thing with AEW and WWE. If WWE is going to go ahead and try to counter every single thing that AEW does now, they're not going to have anything for yeah, the Yeah, they're going to run out of the ammunition that's in, it, that's in their disposal. Exactly. Because if you notice, AEW really is not paying attention to WWE. And that's smart business. Exactly. You Tony don't Khan pay attention. That, Tony Khan made that clear. He's and, like, and, we're not worried about what everyone and that's exa- that, that's what put WCW out of business. They were so worried what was going on with Vince McMahon and WWE that they were just trying to run against him every week, every week, every week, every week. And then finally, they just dug themselves in the dirt. Uh, same thing with, uh, well, ECW wasn't trying to go head-to-head with WWE. No, the problem was for ECW was they were never going to get any further no, than what they got. Because, because they were a niche promotion. Yeah, and... They'd want to grow. Their, their type of... Their type of wrestling was not going to get any higher. It yeah. just it wasn't. So, but you can't do that on TV every single but time. Now AEW comes along, like like Impact right. was paying attention to what WWE was doing for a while, right? And, and you see where that led them. Now they're not paying attention to what's going on in WWE, and they're doing a little bit better. Uh, ROH isn't paying attention to what's going on in WWE. Uh, no, ROH can't afford to do no, that. No, uh, but AEW comes along, and they're not... The biggest shot that they fired was when Cody Rhodes took the sledgehammer to Triple H's throne. But that was like... To me, that wasn't a, okay, this is a shot to WWE. To me, that was a, I'm breaking the, the, the mold. I'm breaking the foundation. This is the change. Yeah. That was him releasing himself away from everything before and now we're going into the new. Right. So right. that to me we're was a symbolism. Um it wasn't a shot at WWE. I didn't see a lot of shots at WWE. John Moxley making his debut was not a shot at WWE. No. That was an impact shot to give a juice shot of adrenaline into the promotion because it's where the, but it's great everyone to, took it that way. Everybody took it that way, but uh, uh, not to take old phrase from an old promotion that's no longer existed, but now it's where the big boys play. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, that's true, and you wonder who else is still to come. Yeah. Because, you know, the Good Brothers, uh, or the Good, what is it, the Good Brothers or the Good Fellas? I think it's the Good Brothers. Yeah, Good Brothers. Uh, you know, Anderson and Gallows, they did just sign a new WWE contract, and there was a lot of speculation that they were going to leave uh, and stuff like that. If you're signing these guys, though, just to sign them, and then, like, say, okay, yeah, we're going to push you. So they put them with AJ and stuff like that. They're like, okay, great, they're going to use us. I guarantee you a month from now they're not going to do anything. Yeah, and that's the sad thing about it. But if you go to AEW, you know eventually you're going to get utilized in some way, shape, or form because they're rotating their talent And, so, and you know, who's to say, though, everyone wants to go to AEW right off the bat? Right. Maybe they want to go to ROH because they say, wait a minute, there's nobody in ROH and I can make a bigger impact exactly. than maybe. No I can draw thing. eyeballs there. Or, then you can really see who actually sells. Exactly. Or go to MLW. MLW is one right which, now. Which You've is, got Tony Schiavone doing commentary yeah. right there. Jim Cornette is involved. 
Court Bauer has a lot more money and stuff like that, mm-hmm. obviously. They're doing big things. MLW is fixing to launch a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Their first ever pay-per-view is going to be called Super Fight, and it's going to be on a Saturday night, and it is a pay-per-view. So they're doing big things. Yep, and that's taking place in November, if I'm not mistaken. And they've got a lot of talent in MLW. They do. They do. I mean, everyone from Filthy Tom Lawler, uh, Sammy Callahan does wrestle mm-hmm. there as well. Well, did anymore. wrestle there. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Mr. Spit Take himself is no longer involved with MLW. Yeah, never mind on him. But Coda Brazil is, Coda, is, is down Coda there. Brazil's There's a bunch there. of other people yeah. uh, I could name and everything like that. And I need to get back into them and, and stuff like that. I've been watching so much of ECW lately yeah. because, uh, and, and we're going to talk about Guilty as Charged 2000 uh, later on here. But ever since I started watching that, I was like, I want to go back and watch the BCW. So like, yep. I went back to like ninety five. I can't start like all the way back because it's just uh, well, somewhere. the older older ECW is Eastern Championship Wrestling. Yeah, but I started it just, when, when when they turned extreme. Yeah, it, it's just the the precursor to what was coming, and you can start seeing the inklings in there. But it was. Um, but you could also see why this failed because I'm sitting there going, "There's literally a run in. There are chair shots. There are fifty different things, but it's the same thing after a while." Yeah, it's, it's just violence on top of violence on top of violence. Yeah, and that doesn't a, work. You have to yeah. have different things for. Di- That's why and the even, Attitude Era worked, and ECW didn't. Yeah, well, even even when. And by the way, bro, God damn it! Never mind. I'm not stealing Eric Bischoff. Uh, it, it, here's the thing: you could say Russo can sit up there and lie his ass off, saying, "Oh, I didn't copy ECW or anything like that." Bull. Fucking shit. Bullshit. Because half of that shit I never saw in WWE until ECW. Or even WCW for that matter. Well, when he went down to WCW, that's when you see the Sandman. That's when you see Public Enemy. And you you had um, fucking Mikey Whipwreck. And they had all these bullshit matches. Fucking junkyard match. What the fuck? Yeah, right. That was so fucking stupid. And the Sandman. I like what they started to do with the Sandman. Hardcore act. Well, they couldn't really use the Sandman. Or, well, actually, yeah. They technically could have. Yeah, they could have. But, yeah. I, I, my thing, I like what they did with him at first. Like, telling him you can't smoke and everything like that. That was good. They could have, you know, done something with that. But, of course... They didn't know. Of course, they didn't know what the hell to do at that point because yeah. in '99, so much shit was going on uh, and everything like that. But I've been watching like a lot of ECW, and I, what I think what really helped them was their storylines. Yeah, their storylines were really interesting. Especially, uh, you know, Sandman and Tommy Dreamer to start with, um, and that really helped build Tommy uh, Dreamer's Tommy career. Dreamer and Raven. Tommy, I was getting there. <laughs> I was getting there. It started with Sandman and Tommy Dreamer because the whole caning thing. Yes. We saw a man have another that built Tommy Dreamer up to be this hardcore icon. Um, and then when Raven was introduced, and then you know Beulah McGillicuddy, that whole freaking story carried throughout ECW. Yes, and not just like it didn't just help those guys. It also helped like the Pitbulls, Stephen Richards, and the Blue Meanie. Mm-hmm. And it shit helped like everybody that, that wasn't involved with it. The Eliminators and yep. stuff like that. I saw the Eliminators. Good God, are they an awesome tag team. They really are. 
I love the Eliminators. And then, of course, Tory Elimination! <laughs> That's one of your favorite lines. It is because it's so fun. I love Joe. I, I, watching these. Joey watching Styles. These things, I is... love Joey Styles so yeah. fucking much because he's like, he's entertaining and he's, and he, like, when he first started at ECW, you can't you could tell he wasn't trying to be entertaining. That's just how it came off. Because yeah. to be quite honest, he was terrible at first. Yeah, he was. He really he was. was. But then he realized, okay, I know how to present this as a sport and everything like that. But then I think he thought, I know how to be entertaining now as well. Exactly. And so that's why he and, up, you know overdid the oh my god. And honestly, and, you cannot find a single commentator. Who could do it on their own like Joey Styles? I'll say that. He could call an event and it, and you actually be in tune and not want to turn it off and stuff like that by himself. And I never actually... I didn't actually know that he did it by himself for that long and everything like the that. The first event that they ever had on pay-per-view, he did. Paul Heyman fought to make sure he did it alone. The only, the only one that they did was Tommy Dreamer was on commentary and he didn't... He didn't say anything, to no. be quite honest. All he did was just say, Joey, I, I I can't talk right now and everything like that. I'm watching this too much. So it was still Joey the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it's Joey Styles is just so fun. I just, I just love sometimes even just how the Oh My Gods come out. Like one of them came out, it, like I saw Rob Van Dam versus Sabu. Not the guilty as charged, but it was one of the old ones. And he does a move and just the way it comes out, he just goes... Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh my god! You gotta think, oh my god! He's probably lost his voice by that point. So probably, but yeah. Uh, I mean, ECW back in the day was great, and I'm hoping MLW gets to a point where, and they're still a niche promotion to a degree. Uh, because of the the way that they present their Do wrestling. Do you think ROH will ever get the what pass? Be honest with me on that one. I, 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 I can see them making it big, but at the same time, part of them is still a niche wrestling, too. Just the way they present their wrestling. Do you wrestling. think that they could get, I guess, be more than a niche wrestling? Yeah, I, I do believe they can. They have the ability and they have the talent roster. I think they showed that, that with the fact that they were able to sell out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. It might have been on WrestleMania weekend, but seriously. But like, at the same time, people are craving pro wrestling. And ROH gives them pro wrestling. ROH gives them pro wrestling. And, and they want different variety. When you go, and, and Cody Rhodes said this best. We always end up going back to AEW for some fucked up reason. Because but they it, are it right now. And, and he said it best. When you go to the buffet, you want a little bit of everything. Well, that's what AEW is offering. But then you have all these other promotions that are offering something different, something different, something different. A different booking style. And a see, different style of production. And that's the thing about WWE, which is their downfall right now, is they're not offering something different. No. And what we mean by that is, okay, is the 24-7 thing different? Yes, it is. Is some of the other shit that they do different? Yes, it is. What is not different is that every match looks the same because everyone wrestles the WWE style. Exactly. Uh, and, and even and if you go to line. NXT, you wrestle the WWE style. If you go to Raw, SmackDown, you wrestle the. If you go to NXT UK, they're wrestling the WWE style. They can sit there and say it's European wrestling. It's not. 
The only European wrestling that you're going to find is on, like, Defiant Wrestling, ICW, or uh, Pro uh, Progress Wrestling, or something mm -hmm. like that. You're not going to find it on the UK thing. You're going to find names, yep. but you're not going to find that kind of stuff. No. That's, and, it really isn't. Like, like seriously, you've seen it, right? I have, and it's a completely different uh, model compared to NXT UK, or, well, or even to, to American wrestling in general. Right. Because it's presented differently. It's commentated differently. It's stylized differently. You get a, a completely different feel and emotional status from watching it. And, and, and New Japan is that same way. You know, they are about the hard-hitting stuff. Yeah. And yeah. They're, uh, they're about the sport of pro mm -hmm. wrestling. And That's you get just a different how feel it is. That. Yep. You it's know? strong style. And you know that when you watch it because you hear the hard hits, the hard impacts. The way the crowd reacts to it. The way the wrestlers react in the ring. The way the referee even counts. The way the ref even looks. And again, everything's different. And I, I'm not and I'm not saying that WWE is terrible for having that style. That's okay. That's okay because we can have that style of wrestling. But there needs to be other options. There needs to be other true options. Mm -hmm. Again... That was the thing that pissed me off so much about that NXT takeover event. We are the only true alternative of wrestling. You're not if you are literally under the WWE banner. Okay? Mm -hmm. You're not. I'm sorry, but you're not. And you can sit there and you can convince yourself that you are, but you're not. It, it's so, I don't know. But again, I, I love the WWE Network. My thing with the WWE Network is, is I wish that they would stop canceling their own original shows. Yeah, we keep talking about that. Yeah. So. So but yeah. But I and, and like I said, I've been watching a lot of ECW. I'll probably I'm probably going to start watching some more uh, MLW uh, because I want to get caught up on that and stuff like that. There's a bunch of stuff we need to get caught up on. Yep. And everything like that. But next week we will talk about Fight for the Fallen in full. We'll talk about. Uh, the G1 uh, Climax, the B Block, and we'll talk about Evolve's 10th anniversary yes, show. Yes, we will. We'll uh, probably touch on Extreme Rules. We probably will because I might, you know, see what it is Wild and stuff hair, like that. But <laughs> yeah, right. But, anyways, we'll talk about that next week right here on the SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. But we're going to take a quick uh commercial break i guess for a podcast uh or something but we're gonna take a quick break uh real quick and then we're gonna be back on the other side and remember still to come guilty as charged 2000 and we'll talk about some viral pro wrestling of course and we'll be back we'll be right back though it is the stovall wrestling network swn right here exclusively on tmb studios we'll be back in a minute the Infection returns August 10th as Viral Pro Wrestling presents Infection 4. In the main event, the galaxy's only hero, Sean Legacy, challenges the revolutionary Darius Lockhart for the VPW Championship. Impact and NXT superstar, the bearded outlaw James Storm, returns to face Anthony Henry. Plus... Six more action-packed matches, including a massive Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Ladder Match. August 10th at Sweetwater Gym in Thompson, Georgia. Tickets start at only $11 and can be purchased at vpw.ticketbud.com. 
Don't miss out on the biggest title match in Georgia wrestling history. Viral Pro Wrestling. Get infected. You are listening to the Snowball Wrestling Network on TNB Studios. All right, welcome back to the SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. I'm Caleb Stovall. He's Chris Dickens. And right now, we're going to talk about some viral pro wrestling. I know we talked about the card going into Infection 4 and everything, and we'll yep. still talk about that, uh, you know, later on. But uh, uh, viral pro wrestling just finally released the Outbreak event. That's right, in its entirety, up. On SOS Custom Wrestling Network, and the event is in its entirety. It was Outbreak. It took place from Thompson, Georgia. And it featured, obviously, the Outbreak Championship on the line as Sean Legacy took on uh, uh, Owen Knight. And it became one of the most shocking nights in viral pro wrestling history. And you can see it all. You can also see the PCW Championship being defended at Viral Pro Wrestling on this event. You can see uh, the Gymnasty Boys are on this as well. The International Superstars are there as well. Against the Lynch Mob, that was amazing. Uh, Just so much stuff. And of course, yours truly right here commentated the whole event i was there with my broadcast colleague that night the ace of pro wrestling des moines rashad yep and that was awesome and and we watched a little bit of it before we started recording and i gotta say production value was high on this the commentary was clear the action was non-stop in your face so if you guys don't get the chance to experience viral pro wrestling which i say is a must then go to SOS Custom Wrestling Network and check out Viral Pro Wrestling Outbreak. You won't be disappointed. And you've got to check it out if you're going to get ready to go see Infection 4 because this is the lead-in to Infection 4. Uh, It very much is a lead-in. And like I said, the entire uh, Viral Pro Wrestling world was turned upside down on this night. You can see why. You can see it all unfold on SOS Custom Wrestling Network. It's only $7.99 a month. That is not much whatsoever. It's a good deal. You can also get other promotions, I believe, such as PCW is on there, uh, a couple of other places and everything like that. But you can get past and present viral pro wrestling events right there on SOS Custom Wrestling Network and check out the latest event from VPW Outbreak that took place and then your main event was Sean Legacy versus Owen Knight for the Outbreak Championship. The night that viral pro wrestling changed forever. You can yep. see it all unfold on SOS Custom Wrestling Network. And if you want to follow Viral Pro Wrestling as well, visit them on Facebook at Viral Pro Wrestling, and if you want to reserve tickets to an upcoming Viral Pro Wrestling event, visit vpw.ticketbud.com and look at the exclusive deals for a seasonal pass 
to Viral Pro Wrestling that includes events all the way through 2020. Yeah, that's so that's huge. Yes, and there's also some surprise events that are mentioned in there, so you might want to look at that uh, as well. And speaking of Viral Pro Wrestling, Chris, we will have on the show next week right here on the SWN. He's coming back. He's the man himself. He's the owner of Viral Pro Wrestling. Joshua Hancock will be on the uh, show next week. He will be on, or the next episode, I should yeah. say. He will be on, and we're going to be talking to him about Infection 4 coming up, what Viral Pro Wrestling has got planned, you know, with all of the uh, seasonal pass that they're doing and everything like that. We'll get into, you know, things going on. And we're also going to find out what's going on with him and James Caleb Kitchens. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing right there is I want to know what's on the mind of one Joshua Hancock when it comes to James Caleb Kitchens and this new regime that's taking place inside the walls of Viral Pro. Yes. Uh, because this is big. This this could pers- possibly push Joshua Hancock out the door. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. I, I just don't think people understand the magnitude of this faction. James Caleb Kitchens is leading Owen Knight, the brand new Outbreak champion, and then the international superstars, Blanco Loco, Joey Osborne, and the dream girl Ellie, and then the shocker of all. He is leading the viral pro wrestling champion, Darius Lockhart. I mean, and they're all together yep. as one. These are the pillars of viral pro. Yes. These are the ones who are the top tiers of viral pro. James Kitches is in a position of power within viral pro now. And and, and he's got the bargaining and chip. to say there's not more to come. Yeah. I mean, if we I was Joshua no Hancock... We have no idea what's going no. to happen. And, and if I was Joshua Hancock, I'd be a little concerned. Because he's got your your viral pro wrestling champion, your outbreak champion. What are your hottest teams in the tag team division? And he's holding the cards. And you don't know whether to call his bluff or not. It's like the world's worst game of poker. You you you've got the opportunity to make an impact on something. Can't my poker. For- <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> but seriously, I want to know what's on the mind of Joshua Hancock when it comes to this situation. I I, I, I honestly want to know what's on the I mind do too of. Because, uh, I do too because think about this, right? Uh, that that faction could leave Infection Four that night with every viral pro wrestling championship belt. Yeah. That I mean, it, it's it's and and here's the thing: is Joey Osborne and Blanco Loco, the international superstars, could become tag team champions yep. that night. Owen Knight could leave with the Outbreak Championship still in hand. He, when it was just announced, is going to face Saif Al Sabah. Oh my God, could it get? That any? is going to be an every amazing time I think match. that this card can't get any bigger or better. It they it still, you know, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. But but. He could walk out there, still outbreak champion, and then of course Darius Lockhart could still retain the belt from Sean Legacy. Yeah, and, and that's another person whose thoughts I want to know. Uh, and and if we can get him on the show along with Joshua Hancock, I want to know what's on the mind of Sean Legacy. Yeah, I really. Uh, uh, we may not be able to get him this week, maybe get him next week, but I want to know what's on the mind of Sean Legacy. Basically, uh, Darius Lockhart was. Basically, his ally, his but and, and he turned his back on him. 
I want to know what Darius Lockhart's thoughts are. If we could get, it's just so much going through my mind. Well, I, but I do want to know firsthand. Joshua Hancock is the top tier in Viral Pro. He's the owner. Yes, exactly. And, so, and so much going on. I just got to know what's on the man's mind. Yeah, so we're, we're going to have to find all that out. He's going to be on the show, though, next week. He's going to be on. Joshua Hancock will be live on the Stovall Wrestling Network. We're going to be talking with him, of course, about what's going on and everything like that. And we'll see what he's got in store for Infection 4. I'm telling you, folks, Infection 4 is going to be the biggest event in viral pro wrestling history. You are not going to want to miss it. Because on top of what we just mentioned, you're also going to get Anthony Henry will be in the house. He's going to be on the WWE Network literally this Saturday. And he will be on... Uh, he will be at Viral Pro Wrestling in Thompson, Georgia, and he will be taking on the Cowboy, James Storm. So you go from the WWE Network to taking on a TNA legend in Cowboy, James a Storm. former Impact Wrestling champion. Yes. Former TNA champion. And, 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 and a former member of NXT. Yes. So this is huge for Henry in its own right. Yes. And, and it's going to be oh. amazing. And then, of course, you've got that, you've got the huge ladder match, the tag team matchup that will feature the ugly ducklings. They're going to be in the house. And so will Coach Mikey. He has a major announcement. What's going to happen? I'm going to be there calling the action. SWM will be in the house. Come say hi to us and everything like that. It's yes. going to be one of the biggest wrestling events of the year to take place here uh, in Georgia, in Thompson, Georgia, at the Sweetwater Gymnasium. Go visit Facebook, uh, Viral Pro Wrestling, for more info. And, of course, if you want to watch past uh, matches from VPW events, check out VPW Toxic, Viral Pro Wrestling, the best of Viral Pro Wrestling Toxic with myself. As the host of that show, plugging son of a gun. You, you would think you would think I need to get paid more, right? <laughs> well, you can make sure that Caleb Stovall gets paid for everything he's doing by hitting Shop TMB Studios and making sure you purchase that SWN logo shirt. Yes. All the proceeds go straight to Mr. Caleb Stovall himself. And the TMB Studios, so you're definitely going to be making a purchase. Now show no one's going to. You're going to be showcasing that you're one of the SWN Fan Nation members, yes. and you're also going to be helping this podcast grow. Yes. And you're going to be helping Mr. Stovall not starve to death. <laughs> so yeah, for real, but, but yeah, yes, Viral Pro Wrestling. Check out Toxic on Fox 54 Sundays at 1 a.m. On Fox 54, set your DVRs. If you don't want to stay up that late, you can watch it the next day. And check it out on YouTube as well. We put up uh, the episodes and stuff like that uh, two weeks after they're aired and stuff yep. like that. So please follow us anywhere that you can because big things are happening in viral pro wrestling. And once again, we're going to have Joshua Hancock right here next week on the Stovall Wrestling Network. But... On the other side, we're going to talk about it. An event I've been waiting to cover for for a while. It's guilty as charged. Or as I should say, guilty as charged. From the event with ACW. Well, well, we'll wait on the other side and everything like that. God damn it, Chris, you fucked that up. And anyways, yeah, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to be right back.
on the other side to talk about ECW's Guilty as Charged 2000. You still got time to pull it up on the WWE Network. We're going to talk about it right here on the Soval Wrestling Network. Please do not pull that trigger. What are you talking about, boss? <laughs> yeah, okay. They tried to censor us. They tried to stop us. They didn't want us to pull it. But damn it, we're back and we're pulling that trigger, baby. Ha <laughs> ha! The Wrestling Shootout, the greatest wrestling podcast in all the podcasts, is returning. It's coming back soon. You tried to stop us. You thought we were going to go away? Nah, I don't think so. You are listening to the Stovall Wrestling Network on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here, and it is time to... Okay, I just got to do this. It is time to talk about Extreme Championship... Thank you and hear that again, right? Jesus Christ. This is the second time he's done it in two weeks. <laughs> but it fits so perfect. It right does. Here, because that's literally where it comes from. Yep. Uh, yes, we're going to talk about ECW's Guilty as Charged uh, 2000. I've been wanting for a while now to cover an ECW event. Uh, I just didn't want to do... The, the typical ECW events, which would be, you know, Heat Wave 98. Yeah. That's probably one of the best ones in history. Uh, their first pay-per-view, you know, all of these other ones that I could have done. But I decided to go with this one because I looked at the card and everything well, like at, that. At the same time, this was the pinnacle. This was what, right their pinnacle moments. It was because 2000, while it was it was a bad year, it was a good year yeah. as well. Like it was good as far as storylines and TV and stuff like that, but as far as financial and yeah. everything like that, it, it started going in the toilet. So, but we never knew that. We, no, we, we didn't ask, because you can't tell because all of their shows were sold the fuck out. Exactly. So you would think that they were doing good. Like it was like, where the hell does the money go? Yep. So. Well, that's uh, that's another time and another place. Yeah, it is. But we're going to talk about guilty as charged or as I literally heard this. Like every time they opened up with this pay-per-view, I heard Joey Styles be like, in an industry where everyone says that they're innocent, we are all guilty as charged. But here's the thing. With this paper, I'm not joking. That's yeah, little, yeah. I thought he was going to well, pop this one blood opened up. I think I just did. I think, <laughs> I think I'm having did. a stroke. I'm having a stroke. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't have anybody else host the show. <laughs> this can't be uh, like like something completely no, this different. This can't be Velocity. No. Oh. <laughs> we ain't going there yet. Um, <laughs> but I like how this would open. It opened up with Paul Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> No, it did not open up well, with Paul I, I, Heyman. Paul Heyman was talking about the matches. Yeah, but no, it was not him. Uh, it was Joey Styles and Cyrus the Virus. And uh, that was Don Callis, obviously. And then, of course, we get Joel Gertner. Joel, I pluck her all the time, Gertner. <laughs> 
I just wow. I made up something I Jesus could, because this literally is only fucking jobs is that I was going to do a Joe Gertner thing at the beginning when I was talking about the jelly filled donut thing with uh, Awesome Kong, but I saved it out of good taste and you popped up with the Joel Gertner part. Well he came out on this one you I have to do it now. Joel rolling around in jelly filled donuts because I love making her cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he did that, and of course they're doing the whole network thing, which yeah, yeah, Cyrus let's, the virus let's, being the head of the network. Yeah, let's let's make fun of 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 you know the network, the people that are help paying for the company and everything. Well, at like the that, time but, they wasn't doing anything with them; they wasn't advertising. So why? And the you fuck know not? what? I often thought about this: is Paul Heyman, you know, makes it out to be like TNN on the bad guys and stuff like that, and all that, which in ways they are. But I guarantee you he was so fucking, like, 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 he had to get on a TV network or it wasn't going to survive much longer. So he knew he had to get on a TV network, that he was so desperate that he did not negotiate properly. Yeah, probably he didn't. probably did not negotiate with them that, like, hey, yes, we need you to help pay for advertising. We need you to help pay for advertising times. We need you to advertise us and stuff like that. That he probably just signed him a deal and they just went, okay, guess what? We don't have to do anything. <laughs> you yeah. just, you're just there. So, I, you know, I, I think, I think we need to see the full story. Yeah. On that and stuff like that. But here we go. ECW guilty as charged. And it opens up right off the bat with something fucking weird as fuck. It's a six man tag. You've got Simon Diamond with Mitch. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, that, that's just a uh, what the fuck thing right there. And then you've got G-Money. No, wait. What What was this? Danny Doring. That's right. Danny, Danny Doring. The, the only person to graduate from the fucking ECW Taz Dojo. Yes. Danny Doring with uh, Electro. Uh, uh, what? A lot of the ECW women were always hot. And there's going to be a lot of moments we're going to be except, like that. Except with the big ass beach balls that were in front of her that blocked her face half the damn time. Okay, what were we talking about? Yeah, hey, you were talking about this uh, Danny Doring in 65. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Doring with Simon Diamond, and then of course the Amish chicken plucker, Roadkill. <laughs> Roadkill was one of those weird talents. I, just, I don't fucking know. How do you even touch on that? I don't know. Well, it's in this match. And their opponents, are you ready for this? Uh, fucking Nova. That's right. Nova. Mr. Simon Dean. Simon Dean. (laughs) Hey, I don't like you. Why do you not, why do you not like me? Well, it's because you're fat and out of shape. Jesus. The worst fucking gimmick. Yeah, that just, oh my god. There was no way anyone was going to get that over in Nova. Poor Nova. And who's a, a fucking hell of a talent and yeah. everything like that. And, and there's just no way he was going to get that over. But he comes out dressed like Green Lantern stunt double. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he comes out. And then we've got, uh, I can't remember the other guy. Uh, and then, uh, Jazz. That's right, Jazz. The big girl. muscular black woman, yes, Jazz. Big, mu- big girl. That Jazz was in. a badass. I don't give a shit. Yes, yeah, she, she still is a badass. She still you is a badass. Me? 
Are you kidding me? She could kick your ass no problem. She probably. Could kick both of our asses yeah. no problem. Just mentioning her name is probably like you mention her name three times, she appears and whoops your ass and then disappears. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's the new version of Candyman. You say jazz in the mirror three times, you get your ass whooped. Okay. <laughs> ain't trying it. <laughs> I know. I ain't trying it either. No, never mind. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, so this match happened. There were several funny ass shit moments though in this matchup it's not even oh the other guy i just remembered is ball with the ball the bang the dang diggy 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 said the buggy said up jumped and my name is kid cash oh anyway. god kid cash who <laughs> literally i did not realize it was dressed as kid fucking rock <laughs> that's how i went with ACW, that was his fucking gimmick. I didn't know that. Yeah. I never saw him enter with that. And then I saw that and I was like, oh my God, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? Oh my God. So, Kid Cash comes out and he does like several moves in this matchup. Of course. I was just like, oh my God. And then, in this matchup, someone comes down... <laughs> to save Simon Diamond and he, like like he gets pulled out from you know the the three count and everything yeah. he interrupts the three count and Joey Styles just goes it's Dick it's Dick and <laughs> Don Callis I love him so much for this he just goes he just goes look at Diamond he's all over his dick <laughs> Swear to God, I love the ECW comedy. And then Dick the goes into the ring or is on the outside or something like that. And his Joey Styles, he just goes, he just, he just went for the penile implant. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just looking up. He's like, what the fuck is going on in this matchup? Uh, but anyways, and I, I want to go back to something else I noticed about ECW. Well, every and I like their pay per views. Don't get yeah, me wrong. And I like and I like their TV shows. You know, I I like it. Here's the problem though that I have with them. Every show opens up the same. Yeah, with the same exact theme song, the same exact images, every time. And and I never understood that. I was like, why don't you have like a different theme for pay per views? Because it's always dealing with money. You you already have the rights to the damn song. Utilize it. Uh, why pay somebody to edit the footage together when? Did you, you notice too in, in, in these opening credits that you saw Steve Carino fucking with uh, uh, Fred Durst? Yeah. I forgot about that. Like, I was just like, holy shit, I forgot that that fucking happened. That was the new metal and wrestling connection, right? Yeah, there. it was. was. It really, really was. Like, I mean, you sit there and you listen to some of the interest themes that was used throughout this entire pay per view. It's the fucking who's who of rock and new metal during that time. So, of course, you can't tell that with the fucking WWE network. No, but if that. you were like me and you actually found the original copy, you would get that up. You would get that. Well, fuck you for that. <laughs> and, I, and I agree, because, I mean, Rob Van Dam came out to walk from Pantera. Yep. Like, that is a get more badass than that, by the way. That's fucking awesome. Uh, Sabu, well, he had his own theme and everything like mm -hmm. that. But the Sandman, it's literally Enter the Sandman by Metallica. 
So they would sing the fucking lyrics and stuff like that. But anyways, let's continue on with uh with Guilty as Charged uh 2000. I I can't, you know, I can't really go over the whole uh, no. entire thing. Um but Mikey Whipwreck took on uh was in a handicap match of yeah. some sort and everything like that and that was just weird. Yeah. To me. Mikey Whipwreck no was always that weird type of talent. He took a fucking super kick by the way. He pulls the fucking uh guardrail over. He takes the super kick and he flips over onto the hard ass concrete. Mikey Whipwreck took some of the hardest fucking bumps in wrestling right? at ECW. I swear it's to God. It's not necessary, though. No, that's why he looks the way he does today. Yes. Yeah, so it <laughs> looks like he got beat up and was left behind by the military. Well, that's why, like, half of them look I think he has PTSD, for the Christ's sake. I think Oof. Mikey Whipwreck, I think he does have PTSD from fucking being in ECW. Ooh, that's, that's kind of... Can you yeah, imagine yeah, walking down really the street bad. and you hear something clang and all of a sudden you duck because you think it's a steel chair flying at your head? I mean, <laughs> yeah, dude. That, that's, ooh, that's, that's bad. I'm not making fun of it. No, no, that's, no. That's, but that, that's, he, that's he does. Bad. He looks like a coked out crackhead who's got PTSD from the wrestling business. Yeah, it does. Sad, sad, but true. But anyways, uh, let's go on uh, with the pay-per-view uh, and everything like that. We talked about Steve Carino. He yeah. is in something here that involves the American Dream Daddy. That's right. Dusty Rhodes did appear in ECW. Yes, he and, did. And uh, he he did that, and it was it was awesome. The fans absolutely came unglued. I mean, it's Dusty Rhodes. It yes. didn't matter where the fuck Dusty went. Dusty was fucking huge. Yeah, and even in the did. hardcore extreme uh, place itself that has the most hardcore fans and everything that don't like. You know that the fake, traditional South, the Southern rap, or they say like that. that, but that's bullshit. It is, it is bullshit. But it didn't matter where Dusty went. Dusty was a fucking legend. Oh, everybody absolutely. knew who Dusty was. So Dusty could touch anything, and it turned to gold. Well, it did in this segment and everything like that. And of course, you had Paul Heyman come out and say, "I, you don't make the matches, I do," and everything like that. And of course, this was when Heyman was allowed to cuss because he runs the damn thing and everything like that. Speaking of cussing, there was a promo done by Mike Awesome and Judge Jeff Jones. And oh my God, it is the greatest thing ever because I'm going to do it, right? So this was the promo. Spike. Here, you want to know what I did to your girlfriend? I knocked her teeth down her fucking throat! <laughs> wow. Her fucking throat! <laughs> Just because you can cuss doesn't mean you can you cut a problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my That's God. That's the one thing uh, about that fucker. <laughs> His promo hey, he was amazing in the he ring. He was though. amazing in the ring, but his promo skills were about as good That's as Daniel why you had Judge Jeff Jones. Yeah. And <laughs> Judge Jeff Jones was awesome. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. That might have been the stupidest thing ever, but I love him. It was yeah. great. I love Jeff Jones. We'll get into their matchup, though, coming up uh, a little bit later on. But uh, we're going to go over Tommy Dreamer and Raven. Yes. And they're a tag team. Right? Who'd have thunk it? They yeah. were tag team champions. That's the greatest story ever in history. Yeah, it's it took of... place on the TNN show. Uh, the Dullies were going out. Right. They laid it out a challenge. Tommy Dreamer comes out. I and was Raven, say that. Yep, yep. 
and and it was beautiful. And I love this because it, it just intertwines with their story so well. And then, of course, the Impact players, man, could you like those guys? They had a weird chemistry, but they but it was a chemistry nonetheless. Yeah. And uh, Don Marie, oh. Don Marie, Don Marie. Don't, don't forget about Francine. Go ahead and say it, Joey. Catfight! Catfight! Loved it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Back in the day and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was great. Um, this matchup was pretty dope. Th- this matchup like was intense. And one of my favorite moments was when uh, Tommy Dreamer and Raven took uh, the Impact players up on the stage. And they hip-tossed him off, and I guess there was <laughs> tables there. And then they look at each other, and they do the Raven pose, and Tommy's screaming out, EC fucking W. Of course. It was just fucking amazing. You're right. It, it, was, it was impactful, and you felt emotion from it. I, it was. It's it, rare. But here's the thing I've always asked myself about ECW, right? Was, why the hell do they even have tags? What does it matter? Yeah, it they matter. literally were all, they literally were battling out on the floor for like forty five minutes, and they were hip tossing each other off stages and shit like that. Why the fuck are you go one, two, three, gathering? Like, what does it fucking matter? We've already established that every matchup has no rules. Yeah, like, I guess it's just referees are dumb, so they just kind of implement that. I, I don't fucking know. What things I always noticed too and I wanted to get your opinion on this before we go on right was the referees in this they counted a certain way that I don't see a lot I saw ROH do it uh, back when they first started they kind of more slowed it down but they count really fast in ECW like it's like one two instead of you know the one two you know, I guess it, it, it follows the uh, the northern style of uh, wrestling rules, I'm guessing. Like kind of like the old school way of doing it where it was actually a three second. It was seconds. actually a three second count, yeah. I guess so because I, I just noticed that with uh, ECW a lot. Well, I mean, but- if you look at it, WWE is the reason why that change implemented and the WCW just kind of took it in too. Of course. Because if you go back to the old school NWA, it was one, two, three. And that's the way it was. Yeah. Um, and I guess they were going for the high impact, fast action, I guess. It's an extreme style. So maybe that's what they did. Maybe they just wanted it to be that way. It's impactful. It's real quick. I guess road. it's just interesting because sometimes I can't even tell when the three count was administered. Yeah. And stuff like that. True. Watching uh, ECW and everything like that. But we just went over that tag match with... Uh, Raven, Tommy Dreamer against the Impact players. That was a great matchup. But now I'm going to talk about the match. Oh, yes. This was the show stealer. This was the one I was the most excited for. It is Rob Van Dam RVD, the ECW television champion, putting it on the line against Sabu, his partner, who Bill Alfonso is one of the greatest managers of all time for this because he would get up blowing the whistle doing RVD's pose and then he would do Sabu's pose. <laughs> it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Bill Alfonso is just fucking amazing to me. And and that guy is more over in ECW than the fucking talent is. And all he did was help enhance. It, yeah. It's really he helped enhance. And, it just, and he was a ref. Yeah. He was a ref who ended up becoming 
bigger than the fucking stars. And too. I'm sure, and I'm sure, like from the, and I could, I, I could tell this from the ECW right point of view, but I could tell this when the entrance was coming out and they had all of the smoke and everything. I was just like, that's not a smoke machine or anything like that. That's RVD getting. <laughs> RVD and Sabu. Both. And Sabu. Like, they, they literally smoked. They're, they're really like, we're going to tear this motherfucker up. <laughs> we fucked that pyro. We we're, got this. <laughs> we're going to fucking. What the fuck you looking at, Bill? Hit this. Here's what's going to happen, man. All right. I, I, we're going to do a bunch of chair shots, but we're not going to hit each other in the head with it. We're, we're going to throw it at each other. We're, we're going to do a bunch of moves with it and some of that. Drop kicks and shit. And, and, and they're just like, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, fucking. Bill's over there. But the, what do you want me to do? Fuck it. Do whatever you want. <laughs> right? But anyways, so, yeah, dude, this matchup was fucking dude, awesome. This match... And you you mentioned the chair. I didn't know there was that many fucking uses of a chair in a matchup until I watched this. Right. And I'm sitting there counting, and I'm like, I lost fucking count. (laughs) It's so fucking creative with the ways they were utilizing a chair in this match and the moves that they were doing. My fucking God. Well, I, I rarely see that in wrestling these days. And the when, fact when it comes of down to I, it. the fact of Sabu did something in this matchup that I I don't see anyone do in wrestling. He there was a spot where it, it, they were selling the fact that his his leg had been you know busted up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he literally takes tape, which I know he's one of the only ones that does this, but he takes tape and wraps it around his knee. To continue the matchup and shit like that. And I'm sitting there going, why don't more people do that? I mean, and that's the thing. That's why he got that name. And I I hate to hit the Paul Heyman. The the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, Sabu. And and he lived up to the hype. Still fucking lives up to the hype. Even in his age these days. But yeah, and, and Rob Van Dam is exactly what he said. He is the whole effing show. Oh, yeah. He earned that moniker by every fucking thing he did. And it was funny because at the time, you could tell that this is what they were setting up for. They were setting up eventually for at like a big ECW pay-per-view event. They were setting up for Rob Van Dam, the ECW television champion versus the ECW heavyweight champion. I'm pretty sure that they wanted to do that with Taz, but then he left. Yep. And then... I'm pretty sure that they definitely wanted to do it with Mike Awesome. And then he left. Which, well, no, see, because they could have done it before Mike they Awesome could've. left. Problem was, Rob Van Dam hurt his knee. Yeah. They had to relinquish. Yeah, and so, you know, which Rob Van Dam versus Mike Awesome would have been amazing it for that. And it, it, it would have actually drawn ECW a lot of money had they been well, able I mean, to do that. They still did something to that effect, but it wasn't like. Well, it wasn't the same because Van Dam got hurt and everything well, like that. Well, I mean, that, they, they had what... Mike Awesome when he left for uh, WCW. He had the ECW Championship. And then you had Taz who went to WWE. And then they brought them together for the ECW title at an ECW show. But it wasn't like a pay-per-view or anything. It was just a house right, show. Right, right. But, um, but it still didn't have the same impact as, say, something like uh, Rob Van Dam versus a Mike Awesome would have. Or, right. or, or anything to that effect. Um, but yeah, if Rob Van Dam wouldn't have hurt himself, I, that would have been like the biggest fucking setup, the biggest draw. But this match 
I mean, there was no Oh, it was amazing. I just, the athleticism even, that these guys pulled yeah, out. And these guys day. also, I guarantee you, legit beat the shit out of each yeah, other. And only even, in wrestling, hang on, only right. in wrestling, only in wrestling can you beat the shit out of, and, out of someone and y'all become best friends. Yeah, and, and even to this day, as I was trying to say, Sorry. this matchup has stood the test of time as one of the greats. People still talk about this match to this day. There's a lot of Rob Van Dam matches at ECW that people talk about. Yeah, but whenever he go to, went up against Sabu in this event, this matchup is still being discussed. This matchup is still held at, as a high regard. It was so fucking good. Like it was, it, it was amazing. And I, I, if, if anything, folks, if you don't want to sit through the entire event, I urge you to just go and watch this matchup, and it'll actually make you want to watch. The entire event. The entire event is actually really good from front to back. Yeah. But you need to watch this matchup right here. Rob Van Dam versus Sabu for the ECW Television Championship. Guilty as charged 2000. It is in fucking credible. And another. And then the main event. The ECW World Heavyweight Champion. Mike Awesome takes on Little Spike Dudley who cuts an interesting promo as well because the story going into this matchup is this is personal for Spike. Mm -hmm. Spike actually legit, like, on camera, uh, which, speaking of which, before we go on to that, I've talked before about how I didn't think Joey Styles had that great a chemistry with other people, you know, like like a play-by-play -play guy. Yeah. And I actually have to change uh, my thoughts on that because he had great chemistry with uh, <laughs> Don Callis. Yes. And I believe there was a, 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 a kind of a kayfabe moment there with the two of them at the beginning. Did you see that when they were going with the card? And like even Joey like looked at him and they started laughing. Cause he and like he popped him basically on live TV. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god!" Only in ECW could they do that. Mm -hmm. And just some of the shit they were saying, it was uh, just so funny. But speaking of which, Spike Dudley kind of took that a step further with a promo that he did because uh, he starts talking and then Paul in the background goes, "Cut, cut! That, that, that's not that's not at all what what this is." And he's just like, "What? You think this is a promo?" I'm not cutting a fucking promo. I'm not acting. I'm going to fucking kill him and everything like that. Like, Because apparently Mike Awesome knocked out uh, his girlfriend's teeth. And yeah, that's, I said that. That happened. It's, it's, on the, it's on the damn event. That's apparently what happened was he gave her a shot in the ring and it knocked some of her teeth out. I don't know if it legit knocked her teeth out, but we'll see. Um, and so in this matchup, it's personal for Spike. Um, Spike Dudley, <laughs> how is he walking? How's he even fucking alive? That's a good question. You see some of the fucking spots in that match? Uh, yeah, the, the, he just takes him and hurls him over the top rope, like, like, literally takes him by the head and boom, it's like through the table, stick and throwing it for the dog. It literally just... Except, um, except in this case, the the stick was spike, spike and, and the dog, the dog was, a table. was a tables that doesn't budge, and it just yeah. it literally he falls through all of them, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god!" Like, and and dude, this match was awesome. Man. 
Like they no actually, they made. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> they made it look though like Spike could win this match. Yeah, Spike had a big comeback in this matchup and was throwing out some shots to Mike Awesome that he should have took him out. But again, it had the elements of a great matchup. Uh, a lot of action, a lot of high impact, moves, and it did have a story. And it to had it. a great story, and that's when ECW was good, in my opinion. I, there are a lot of things that I don't like about ECW. For it be like I like ECW, I do. It's just there are a lot of things I didn't like about it as well, which is I didn't like the all the guys that only came in there and just threw chair shots and thought, yeah. oh, that's going to get me over. Like, no. You actually have to, like, do something different. That's why, like, exactly. I liked Rob Van Dam, Sabu, Taz, and everything. Taz never used nope. weapons. Nope. He wanted to stand out and everything like that. So he never used, uh, stand, uh, you know, weapons. Of course, he's not on this pay-per-view. He's gone by this yeah, he's point. he's at WWE. And everything like that, which is why Mike Awesome is the um, heavyweight champion. Uh, but this matchup with him and Spike, though, this was really good. I was very surprised at it. Um, they made you think that Spike had a chance and everything like that. Overall, I think this was a, a really good pay-per-view. Yeah, it had I everything really you could did. ask for. It had action, it had story, and it had comedy. The problem for ECW was... Not only can you get this on pay-per-view, but you got that on TNN as well. Mm -hmm. The only difference would be was TNN would censor things. But you would still get it. So it's just like, oh, they bleep out the F word and everything like that? Well, I could sit through that. It's free. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think that was going to be ECW's problem. And plus the fact of you would build up a story. Like, say, like that Rob Van Dam. That's what they were building towards. They were building towards a Rob Van Dam, like, unification match, probably, mm -hmm. or something like that. And Rob Van Dam wasn't one of those that you did the I hate you and I'm going to get my revenge on you type guy. He never did that. He was Mr. 420 and yeah. stuff like that. And he would just come out and wrestle. He would just come out and defend it and be the whole effing show, which works to a certain degree. But it's like there's got to be a payoff in exactly. there, and the fans never got that payoff. No, nope. but that was because he got injured. And wrestling that style, like ECW does, that's going to happen. And that was another problem: was any time they would get, you know, someone. But oh, and in this fucking pay per view as well, you also had that motherfucker New Jack. Oh yeah, and Vic Grimes. And every time I see them and think. Dude, I'm sorry. I lost all respect for New Jack when he legit said in the for you saw it in the forever hardcore documentary that was done by Jeremy Borash. Yeah, he I have it said in the house, actually he said it in the thing. He said I was trying to kill Jack Victory. Yeah, or not not Jack Victory. Uh, uh, Vic Grimes. Vic Grimes. Yeah, he was wrestling Jack Victory. No. In in the XPW event, they threw him off the scaffold. Yeah, he was try he was actually trying to get him to miss, which he yeah. almost was successful in that. And I just I, I lost all respect for him. I was like, you're nothing but a thug, man. Yeah, you should be like Brad Anderson. You banned for life. Like I don't really think long. anybody really books him anymore. I tried to book him once. I'm not paying a thousand dollars for him. Yeah, I know. No, but no one really does and everything like that. But. 
hey, man, uh, he goes up to the top and shit like that from the balcony and does that shit. A bunch of crazy stuff. No, of course, that's what New Jack game. was. He was all just crazy. Why did his theme, why does his theme music play the whole fucking time? See, that's the thing. That's one of the mysteries of ECW is when New Jack and, you know, the, the, the that whole team he was with and everything. The any, gangsters. The gangsters. Anytime they come out, the music just played all the way through. I don't fucking know. It was weird. It's like, I, I guess it added the atmosphere. All of a sudden, the, the, the whole room changed. Maybe the hip-hop atmosphere of it yeah. and everything like that. It just made it feel like, okay, I'm in the bad part of town now. Uh, who knows? But yeah, well, it, it, I mean, it is in the ghetto. Yeah, which is that the original theme that's on the WWE Network, or is that it, did he use another one? I think he might have used another one. I don't know, but okay. I just never like. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, cut the damn music. They never cut it. No, they never did. Even when he was in trouble, like when he would get his ass beat and stuff, he would. They would still play it mm-hmm. all throughout the damn match. I never. All until he it. went out of the curtain. Every yeah, single time. And and the only person that knows why they did it, Paul Heyman. I maybe it was Paul Heyman's idea. No, you know, it was something different. It was something different. It made him stand out. It did. Which which you know, here's the thing. I, I lost respect for New Jack after the Forever Hardcore. But when you watched ECW at the time, he was an, a legend. He was a hero in ECW. Yeah. Everyone loved what, like, like when his music hit, the place went fucking, fucking crazy. Nuts. And I mean, ECW was just that type of atmosphere. It was, this was a really good pay per view, though. I, I urge everyone to check it out. ECW Guilty as Charged 2000. Great pay per view. Um, a lot of good stuff on it. If nothing else, Sabu versus Rob Van Dam, it'll change your life. Yes. It's, it's amazing. And there's a, just there's a lot of good stuff from ECW uh, and everything like that. And we'll cover it more uh, uh, and everything like that. Uh, on next week's show, uh, we're not going to cover uh, an event or anything like that because we've got Joshua Hancock and stuff coming on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the next one, we'll let y'all know uh, about an event that we want to go over and stuff like that. We're going to take one more quick commercial break. A word from TMB Studios, and we'll be right back to sign off here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. Come on back. What's up, everybody? It is Blake Collins here with Chatter City. We are dropping the 411 on everything sports. It's baseball, football, basketball, anything and everything about sports, even the unique sports as well. Not only that, but we are also going to have spinoff shows related to the unique people within the CSRA area. Talking about music, talking about movies, different things like that. So you do not ever want to miss out on an episode of Chatter City because I guarantee you, you will not only learn something, but you also have a heyday and a half as well. This is Blake Collins signing off with Chapter City. Have a blessed rest of your day. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studio. All right, we're back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, SWN, and I hope you have enjoyed uh, tonight's show. It has been uh, a lot of fun talking about pro wrestling. Obviously, we have fun doing that. But talking about ECW, that was a lot of fun. I've been watching a lot of ECW. We're going to have to get into some MLW as well. I've got to get back into them. 
because uh, they've got some good stuff. Of course, we're going to cover Fight for the Fallen on next week's episode in full. And then, of course, Joshua Hancock will be on this program. The viral pro wrestling owner will be here to give us his thoughts going into Infection 4, and he's probably got a lot of them. Yep. So we'll talk to him about that uh, and everything like that. But remember, you guys can check us out on not just tmbstudios.com, but you can also check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Radio. There's no excuse. You can literally find us on any platform. Mm -hmm. So, if one doesn't work, try another one. Exactly. So, yeah, big things happen here at Stovall Wrestling Network, and if you want to represent the show in style, check out TMB Studios. Shop TMB Studios. I should say, where we've got the SWN logo on a t-shirt. Rep it. Buy it. It's going to be great. Yep. Showcase that you're a part of the SWN fan nation. Make sure Stovall gets to eat. <laughs> and, yes, and, please. I need food. <laughs> but yeah, shoptmbstudios.ga. All go proceeds there. go to a very special thing that I am planning for you guys. Yes, and we can't talk about it right no. now, but we will touch on it in the later uh, episode further down the road, but just know that all the proceeds from these t-shirt sales are going to something bigger and greater. So please hit up shoptmbstudios.ga, get that SWN shirt, you buy a TMB Studios shirt while you're at it, or just it's whatever you want to do. And, and then, of course, check out all of the other uh, shows on TMB Studios, such yep. as The Shootout, The Bite, and Chatter City. Yes. So and check them all out. It's going to be uh, great. Big things going on here at uh, TMB Studios. Bigger right. things going on with SWN. Yes, uh, a lot of uh, big things uh, going on. I will also be doing some social media stuff. Be looking out on Facebook. I'll be doing some Facebook Live posts coming up here in the next few weeks and stuff like that. Giving a little interaction with you, the fans. And we're going to talk about what, of course, pro wrestling. But you can get, I want to get your thoughts on what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Get your guys' thoughts on the show. Get what do you guys want to hear from this show and everything like that. And we've got some big stuff coming up in the works. So check us out on all social media platforms, of course, at SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network, on Facebook. And then I believe we're getting our Twitter as well. Yeah, we're uh, working on up. getting we're working on getting Twitter back up. We're working on trying to get on Instagram. Uh, we're just trying to hit the social media blitz. Yes. So get ready, be on the lookout. It's all coming soon. From SWN and TMB Studios. Yes, it's it, and and like I said, it's all because of you guys. That's the way we're able to make all of this work. But that is it for the SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network this week. My name is Caleb Stovall. His name is Chris Dickens. The one and only. The one and only. Thank God for that. Especially with your too. goddamn... Hey, ref shirt. I'm coming for D.A. Brewer. You... He will kill you. Like, like he will kick your ass. He probably will. He will throw you in the back of a fire truck and use you as the hose. Isn't he in town right now? Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, yes, please. Someone hit him up for me. We're oh, going to have... God. We're going to have R-Truth come in as well. Maybe Drake Maverick will pin you. Oh, Jesus. He oh, God. you, and he will pin you. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Seriously. Don't worry, new Intercontinental title. Seriously, that shirt. What the fuck? Hey. I'm calling it right down the middle. <laughs> you ain't called nothing. Chris Wiggins would slap you. He probably right would. I'll call, call my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody he, call my mama. Chris Wiggins. Why did that pop in my head? I don't know why, but oh, Chris God. Wiggins will literally book you in a matchup just to have you as a ref, just so he can do a ref. No, no Chris, this you. is what's going to happen. I'm going to book you in this match. Wiggins is going to be a ref. You're going to wear a ref shirt. Wiggins is going to beat the crap out of you. And then Brandon Parker's going to come out and fart in your face. Brandon Parker's going to come out and fart in your face, and then he's going to pull your pants down, and he's going to shove something right up your ass. Just right Remember up that move, it. the enema? That's what you're going to take. It's <laughs> going to hurt really, really bad. I want you to... Well, you don't have to sell it, because it's going to be real. And <laughs> it's going to be the greatest thing ever take place in Flatline Championship Wrestling. <laughs> and um, I want Ronnie McKinney to go, oh my God. And, <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be good. And I, I, I try not to sell it too well because you can't be better than six. He's the main event. And he's taking on the live organ, so no, no. You can't be better than that. We just literally lost everybody. Yeah, everybody's gone like, at the yeah, end of that yeah, show. they're all gone. I'm going to so have a message. What? It's going to suck. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, whatever. Hate That's mail just... coming soon. It's Buy like... a t-shirt! Merch. <laughs> It's the SWM, the Stoneball Wrestling Network. Peace out, everybody.